What's up, ladies and gentlemen of the internet? It's that time. It's Breakdown Pro Wrestling time. I'm your host, Wayne, as always, joined by Paul. And it has been a while since we have talked professional wrestling because, you know, real life sucks and I've been in and out of the hospital and I have a big cage on my foot that doesn't let me walk. So we're going to now talk about wrestling because a lot of shit has happened in the last month of professional wrestling. The last time we talked to you, we talked about Vince McMahon, me being right, saying that all of that would lead to Vince leaving. And sure enough, he left and Triple H has been put in charge. And while as I don't see any big fucking difference, everyone else wants to scream and holler at how much better it is now. I mean, the numbers don't lie. I mean, ratings, they're not ratings they're, up. They're not that much higher than they were. It's a steady. If if that's the case, then we can truly say the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega are not ratings draws since the numbers dip on them when they're on screen. No, they're not a draw because nobody knows who they are outside of AEW fans. Yeah. So I mean, it is what it is. I just I mean I I'll, I'll pay attention to Raw when. There's an actual massive change. It's not the typical raw numbers where one week it's 1.6 and then it's like after a pay-per-view or Brock Lesnar comes is coming back that you get that fucking ratings boost just for that one week and then it goes back down the next week and then it stays steady at the 1.6. This is actually staying steady at, at 2, 2.0, 2.1. And it's, it's keeping those numbers. Even on Labor Day which um, is not a very good day for fucking ratings for wrestling. Still did a 2.0. So Triple H is doing something, right? Oh, no, I, think it's, I don't know that it's Triple H doing something right. I think it's people being interested in what is going to be different. And, you know, if so, things are actually <clears throat> going to change. So let's just... First world breakdown WWE because there's a lot of shit to break down for AEW just in three days. From when we last talked, Triple H is now head of creative, head of everything, mainly all of Vince's stuff. He's now a part of yeah, outside of being CEO. Yeah, he's social media, live events. He's that's him. Shawn Michaels now assistant director or vice president. It's he got a promotion too, and his promotion is like six fucking words long. It's it's some convoluted shit. But mainly it's I think talent talent relations also. DX sold out. DX is yeah. now the man. They were fighting the man. Now they are the man. Yeah. I mean, like Tool said, hooker with a penis <laughs> song. Uh, um, and then John Laurinaitis, about a, I think that was, no, that was before Vince stepped down. John Laurinaitis. He was, he was the first to go. He was the first to go. Um, the domino hasn't fallen yet for Kevin Dunn, but eventually it will happen. 
Yeah, once they can, they they probably. I guarantee they're probably looking for somebody who can do his job. Yeah, because the person that was supposed to replace him was a part of the budget cuts not that long ago. Yeah. Um. And then Vin, uh, Triple H basically was what everybody was comparing him to was pulling a Thanos with his glove. I'm going to bring back all these fucking people that I was trying to build in NXT to be the future of this company that was fucking pushed away. He brings back Karrion Cross in Scarlet. Eh. <laughs> yeah. But they have an upside. They he's a big guy. Um good in the ring. Got a presence about him. Brings back Hit Row. Minus Swerve. Which really makes no sense whatsoever. Like without Swerve, it kinda Yeah, it makes no sense. Doesn't fit. But okay. It's a young young talent. Potential upside with them. You bring back Dakota Kai to bring in to your women's division. Very good wrestler. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not upset about that one. No. Like, literally convinced EO Sky to sign, not to go back to fucking Japan yeah. and resign with them. Yeah, that's the big one. That, that, that she, to me, that's more of telling. That's a huge fucking get. Granted, I guarantee you she'll never be champion. Yeah, she's never gonna be. Uh, she's never gonna have the spotlight. I think what's gonna happen is, and I think it's still dumb having to change a name just so they can own the trademark. Um, I think what's going to happen is Bailey's going to get the championship, blah, blah, blah. Damage control breaks up. Eosky is going to be the one who challenges for the belt to take it off of Bailey. You make her the good person. Yeah. That's I mean, a way you can play it. Um, so they come back. Like Lily, Eosky said, my foot was out the door. My bags were packed. I mean, I, again, I don't blame her at that point. Like, I was going to go home, marry evil. Or No, they are already married, I think. And just live with Japan. Go fucking wrestle with Kari Sane and fucking stardom. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of who else fucking came back. It was just... It was just like every week with somebody. Dexter Loomis wasn't. I, I mean, wasn't it, too big on his gimmick. It's like I'm. I'm I, I like Dexter Loomis. I, I mean, honestly, I liked. I liked his gimmick until they just made him like some weird artist. That was the yeah. That was the part. It's like, all right, so he can do fucking. <clears throat> he can go work at fucking Universal Studios doing <clears throat> character fucking arts. Like, like for, he's like the the dude is. I mean, he was drawing like he's a legitimate artist, but. It just made no, like, the transition was like, he's just like a creepy, he's just a creepy artist. Like, you know, he's the weird eccentric artist. But his return and his build for that return was so good. Minus, it's him coming back. Um, A very slow reveal. And then... The Indy Hotwell stuff. Yeah, when he went back to NXT with Indy, like I thought, I saw that video and I thought that one, was, that video was pretty, like that segment on NXT was pretty good. When yeah. she's just like, 
I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I'm lost. He shows up. They do the little moment in the ring because technically they're all married. Yep. Storyline wise. And then he gives her a note. He goes out the door and then just put his hands behind his head to get arrested. And all these fucking cops swarm him. And the note, she opens up the note and says, I heart Indy. Indy. And, um, and then I was like, oh man, that's great. That's a great fucking storyline that they're doing with him. And now they're just doing the fucking Miz stuff. It's like, where is this going? Because, again, the Miz has been here for... fifteen <clears throat> years, I think. You got you to gotta either Somewhere. wrestle the Miz or fucking wrestle Dolph at this point. I mean, this past Monday, they did have a great fucking drone shot with the cage. Did you see that? Mm-mm. So, Monday night... Miz and Bobby had a uh, cage fight for the Universal title. I mean, the uh, United States Championship. Okay. Multiple times. Mind you, they fucking completely buried fucking Miz and Ciampa. Because before the match, Ciampa and Miz jump him, beat him with the fucking belt, do all this shit. He still wins. He still wins. He's still kind of dominant in the fucking thing. I was like, all right. So at the end of the match, Bobby's about to get out. Ciampa fucking slams the door on Bobby. Doesn't really affect him too much. He swing he no, he catches the door, swings it back, hits Ciampa. As he's about to leave, Miz Hybrid runs over there, grabs the fucking door, and just continuously slammed it on Bobby's head. Puts him out. Instead of Miz just stepping over Bobby and getting out the door, he decides he's going to climb the cage. He goes up the side of the cage. As he goes over the cage, now he's going down the other side. As he's going down, he looks down and fucking freaks out. And then there's this great drone shot from above. And it pulls a wider shot. And you just see Dexter Loomis from the waist up staring at him with this blank stare from underneath the ring. <laughs> it's a great shot for Kevin Dunn. It's a, it's a great reveal. Because you don't... The drone shot, you just see him... First, it was the shot from the ground of him coming. Coming down. And then they go to the drone shot. And then then they uh, wind the shot. And then you see Dexter Loomis at the bottom. And then... Miz freaks out, goes back over. As soon as he gets over, gets thrown into the hurt lock, loses. Cage goes, uh, Dexter goes in, puts his little fucking chokehold, go to sleep on the Miz, and that's how Raw ends. The cage goes up afterwards, after the cameras are off type of thing. Cage goes up, Dexter Loomis just throws Miz on his shoulder and walks out of back with and it's just like where's this going it's like how many times can you kidnap the Miz and then let him go yeah and, and the whole time Miz is like I don't want to talk about it I don't want to talk about it and it's also this is a fun storyline and stuff like that to play this has been main event in your Raw for the past couple of weeks this isn't a main event uh 
thing. So yeah, the Dexter Loomis thing is cool. And then the big get, which is Johnny Gargano is back in WWE. Kind of surprise. Yeah, since he said he wanted to take like the first year, he wanted to take off a year and be with his kid. Yeah. To come back in what, like six months? About that, yeah. So he came back. He's doing his thing with Austin Theory because technically that was his quote-unquote adopted son. Mm -hmm. Somebody Austin was looking up to. A part of the... um, The way. The way stable. Indy, Austin, Candice, Johnny, Johnny, and then Dexter Loomis came into the picture. Actually, the one good wedding segment in wrestling. Yeah, because I don't think it was interrupted. I think it, 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 no, it actually, it, went, it through. actually <laughs> went through. Not until, not since fucking Macho and Elizabeth during SummerSlam. Yeah, I, that, I think yeah. it was. Um. So yeah, so now Triple H is starting to move the pieces into place. Unfortunately, Becky's hurt. She might be out for like another month or two with her shoulder. Um, a lot of great stuff is happening. Seth and R- Riddle. Mind you, I'm kind of done with it. Hopefully it I mean, doesn't Seth continue. Already, Seth already won, so what's the point? <laughs> I can see Riddle fucking wanting a... Because next match, the next pay-per-view is a... Um, Extreme rules. So I can say... I mean, here's the problem. And this is the problem that... that AEW wasn't doing it first, but now they're starting to do. Like, we don't need three matches to finish a feud. Oh, yeah. Play it out. Yeah, it's... Like, I was... That's why I kind of like the whole ranking system in AEW. Like, all right, you were ranked, you went, you lost. Time to go build yourself back up. Mm -hmm. Not... I'm going to fight Brock Lesnar three times in a year. I'm going to fight Seth three times in a year to, you know, because... Oh, they've been feuding since... Fuck. I mean, if anything... I mean, if anything, this... No, 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 no. I I didn't watch the promo, but I I heard about it. It, If it makes Riddle be a little more serious, it was what seemed like that promo did. Yeah, this whole feud has made him more serious more fired up more um less of a joke yeah and no more birds every time he kicks his sandals no more like fucking AR animals flying out and stuff like that um but they had a hell of a match at Clash at the Castle the promo of like the while the mics were supposedly off mm-hmm. promo um, was very good. They dropped the f bomb, got beeped, but the um, I know they did the fan, supposed the fan, oh the camera thing. The, I think the parking lot. It just from what I saw of it, it was what it was. Great idea, executed poorly. Because all you seen was... It was too far away. Like, the person... Like, you should have had it the way, like, the person zoomed... Like, it, the footage zoomed in while he was doing it. Like, it's... That's a great 
because again, we know for a fact fans go sit outside the entrances and you know the arenas, yeah, to watch people come in and out. So that would be a that's a great place to actually shoot an angle like that. It's a great way to record it, and then you know you throw up at the bottom, <clears throat> like footage provided by make up a name, right? You know, mm-hmm. just like the news does, like every other thing that does. I think that. they did. I think whenever <laughs> the news. I think the when they tweeted it, the video, they put courtesy of such and such. Yeah, like so, so you make it seem as legit as possible, or <clears throat> knowing that you're going to have fans out there waiting, you just do the angle. No WWE cameras, as much as they would want to have them there. No WWE cameras have the altercation go down just like it did where they start fighting and then like some people fucking run in to like break them up and then you legitimately have to like hope a fan was recording it but it's legit. It gives you that extra bit of I mean I keep saying legit but I mean it gives you that extra bit of legitimacy for an angle. You kind of had it to where instead of just showing the video mid-fight and breakup, you show it from the beginning of like, oh, there's fucking Rollins coming in and everybody's screaming, hey, Rollins, Yeah, because that's what I'm saying. Like, the fan, the fan would be recording the whole time. They're not just going to yeah. start. But again, whoever's idea this was, oh, you never catch the beginning. Like, nobody ever records at the beginning. Like, no, in this instance, you would have video from the beginning. And plus, you would have multiple angles. Yeah, it would be multiple, multiple people. people. Yeah. Um... So yeah, the only one bad misstep, two, I'm sorry, two bad missteps so far under Triple H's regime um, is one, you bring back Braun Strowman. And then have him bury like eight people. Bury a tag division. Yep, again, because it's not the first time he's done it. It's not the first time I think he's done it to like a massive tag match like that either. No. I mean, he's done it a ton, a ton of fucking times. You could have had 24-7 fucking jobbers out there, and he could have came out and fucking decimated all of them. Um, and plus, Braun, on the way out, the, those last couple of months, Vince kind of made Braun as a joke. Oh, yeah. The choo-choo fucking noise every time he ran around the ring, the promos... I mean, because it started out, because, I mean, unfortunately, all that shit started out in the pandemic, the pandemic, when there was nobody there, so they had to add more crap. Well, they think, they they thought they had to add more crap. Like, I never, I never saw anything in Braun Strowman. He's just a fucking big dude. No, because the best, his best, his best feud was against Roman. (coughs) If anything, you could have had him come out. Oh, on SmackDown. Don't bring him out on Raw. Yeah, and then go, him. oh, he's going to SmackDown. Yeah. Like, no, he could have He could have came out. He could have, He could have. you know, the, again, his best feud was against Roman. His bit in the Wyatt family was just forgettable. Like, when you think of the Wyatt family, you don't think of Braun Strowman. Yeah, his match against Braun, the fucking Swamp match, was... I mean, I, I, I wasn't like very it good. just... I mean, it's, it's... It's the fact of... It's so easy to write. You gonna bring him back? Okay. Roman Reigns comes out on SmackDown. Acknowledge me. 
like he did to the reporter guy at the fucking their media scrum that they did after. Again, yeah, because we're gonna have we're we, we're gonna <laughs> shit on Tony for doing them, but then we're gonna do one do them our own fake ones, fake ones in character. He literally came out. I saw somebody sit there and say, "Yeah, yeah here's the difference between Tony and Triple H. Tony's right there in the spotlight with their wrestlers, and Triple H is sitting over here on the fucking side giving their wrestlers a spotlight." I'm like, "Cause it's a fucking gimmick." Yeah. The WWE media conference was a gimmick. He literally came out, didn't answer any questions, stood in character. Yeah. And it's like, acknowledge me. And the reporter's like, I acknowledge you. He like. All right, and fucking grabs his belt and leaves. Um, so you have him come out on SmackDown to open SmackDown. It's like, listen, I beat this person. I beat this person. I've been fucking champion for two years. Nobody can take down the Tribal Chief. I am the fucking man. Everybody acknowledge me. Braun. He fucking comes out and he's like, I'm not done with you yet. Get these hands. Blah, blah, blah. His stupid yeah, the, catchphrases. The, the best fucking feud was when them two were just beating the living hell out of one another. Um, destroying cars and being thrown off a freaking loading docks. The ambulance. The ambulance, tipping it over. But the the problem is, Reigns is going into hibernation again for the, probably until Survivor Series, I'm yep. guessing. So you're not going to see him for a while, unfortunately. And he might continue the Drew thing. Maybe. Um, but... Going back to your flipping the car thing, there was a, um, everybody knew, it's been reported that weekend that Braun was coming back Monday. Yeah. So, Miz and Ciampa. Oh, yeah, I saw the picture of it, the freaking car flipped over. And it's the, it's the, the way they shoot shit, wrestlers don't have any type of peripheral vision at all. Reporter comes up. Hey, what happened with you and Dexter Loomis? I don't want to talk about it. Okay. They take two steps. Chopper looks over and is like, oh my God, look at that. Literally, Miz is standing right next to it. <laughs> they were walking towards it. How do you miss a flipped over car? Because nothing exists in WWE. It's not inside the frame. <laughs> if it's outside, right outside the frame, it doesn't exist until it's in the frame. It's literally when people are doing backstage fucking promos and then the person they talk about walks into frame it's like how do you not see that person standing right next to you um so yeah Braun coming back not that big of a deal no um especially since he was he as much shit as he talked when he was gone and then like he wanted to talk shit to AEW like control your narrative is gonna be around forever and we're worth hundreds of whatevers and cause we we work hard like probably you you tweeted that out knowing damn well you were leaving going back. And it's also the amount of shit he got f- when he started going after indie wrestlers, calling indie wrestlers. Yeah. Um, about being broke and not having any money and blah, 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 and all sorts of stuff. Not paying the dues and shit like that. And then everybody jumped on his case. Um, it's like, like a, yeah, we all can't be genetic red, genetic redneck freaks. Who Vince had a boner for. Yeah, I'm a fucking power lifter and also a fucking play softball. Yeah. His dad's like probably one of, supposedly one of the greatest Was one of the best softball players. Yeah. I don't know where Sid falls into this category. (laughs) Like, where is he at in the pecking order? But, um, 
So yeah, so you got Braun. That was a misstep. Second misstep, you do the tournament for the women's tag champions. This tournament was fucked from the beginning because one team couldn't fucking do it because they were in Canada in a certain NXT wrestler that Drake follows now on Instagram <laughs> that she's just known for having a big butt and she does karate. Um, she never got vaccinated. She's in, And she can't go into Canada without a vaccination card or something like that. I thought she said it wasn't about that. No. <laughs> That's the WWE. Oh, my partner got hurt. I can't go in because I'm not medically cleared too. No, I thought I mean I thought she put out something saying it wasn't the vaccination thing. No, I don't I don't think so. I don't know. I, th- I thought I saw something a report on that. Either way, like if you how did you no, I know how you survived the cuts if you didn't get vaccinated. Oh, I know exactly. Yeah, why we, she never got. Yeah, we all know why she didn't get cut. She's 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 pretty good in the ring for being but she has like an extensive um martial arts background. Yeah. But she's she's literally only in the company for one reason. Her fucking move was doing a fucking split on people. Yeah. <laughs> and it, I'm sure every fucking guy was probably willing to take that move. So yeah, so she was out of the tournament because of quote unquote medical issues. So they substitute toxic attraction. Um unfortunately before their match they get uh GG What's her last? I don't know. She's not she doesn't go by GG Allen and or GG whatever. Her indie name was GG whatever. Oh, okay. Back when she was with Darby. Yeah. Um, so either her or her partner got legit hurt like two days before they were supposed to go for SmackDown. And so they were out. <laughs> so now you have a um, a little tournament. Yeah, and they got replaced by... Aaliyah and Raquel. I mean, that's No, no, one. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They got replaced by Natalie and Sonya. Sonya. And then Sonya and Natalie lost to Aaliyah and Raquel. Raquel to set up the um, finals. Io, <coughs> Io Sky and Dakota Kai versus um, Aaliyah and Raquel. Pretty much a hands, like, obviously, Dakota Kai and them is going to win. But Aaliyah, who was in developmental Forever. NXT for like seven years, I think she holds the record. Yeah, she's been in. She was in NXT, the development like before she even was on NXT TV. She was in like the 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 traveling show. Yeah, to get reps like forever, and so she's. And then once she got brought up to the main roster, she disappeared. Yeah, she's just been jobbing out to different people. The only 
quote unquote storyline she had was she beat Natalia in three seconds and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, three seventeen, I think it was, because she she made T shirts, and then that only lasted like two weeks, because it's Natalia. I mean, it was Vince, and he couldn't keep his mind in one spot for yeah. too long anyway. So, and pretty much every match with them two is Aaliyah um, gets beat up most of the match, makes the hot tag to Raquel. Raquel basically wins the match for him because Aaliyah gets beat up the whole match. Well, yeah, I mean, that's how it's just always going to be. Yeah. So in the finals, it turns out Aaliyah rolls up Dakota Kai to get the win, to win the belt. Turns out Dakota Kai wasn't the legal person. Io Shirai. Io Sky was. But they still gave him the belt anyway. So now they got the belt. Haven't defended it since. <laughs> they won. Didn't have a fucking thing at Cash Clash at the Castle. Dude, the, belt, the women's tag belts are an afterthought. So, you're thinking, all right, so... They'll just drop it to Dakota Kai and them, and this will bring back Sasha Banks and Naomi. Well, unfortunately, it looks like Sasha and WWE ain't agreeing on return terms. No, dude, I'm telling you, like, like Sasha should not come back. Because um, somebody asked Triple H, and it's like, Triple H said, our lawyers are handling that, but we can't. We're trying to find a common ground or a middle ground or something like that. And that was it. Yeah, she... I, I, so that was kind of the misstep, the second misstep of like, how do you... Well, Sean will say that's his misstep because then everything in NXT is his. No, this is all main roster. Oh, yeah, that's stuff. right. The belts were all main roster. But I mean... Because <clears throat> literally... But I mean, you've been building. You want they, to build they, up. But here's the thing: in that tournament, there was NXT people. Is what I'm saying. No, there was only one. The um, there was only one NXT. It was the Raquel and that were not on the main roster. Yeah, they, they were in NXT still. No, they weren't. I thought they were still. Raquel's been on the main roster for a while. Has she? Her gimmick is, I have, I smile, and I have a big back. That's our fucking gimmick. Yeah, that's why Braun's back, because they're a couple. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's... Instead of putting the belts on Dakota Kai and Io Shirai, to kind of give them more credibility with them being this monster heel... Yeah, they, they call them back, and it's supposed to be a big deal. They lose. Yeah, and they end up losing. That's the... Dude, that's Vince's booking right there. I'll tell... Say what you will, Triple H learned the wrestling business from Vince McMahon. Um, so then, I guess we'll talk about, real quickly, we'll go over Clash at the Castle, which I watched, you didn't watch. Actually, pretty good. Six matches. Fucking breezed by. Started at, like, noon. <laughs> because it was in Great Britain. Um, legit, it was 62,000 people. Like legit. Well, yeah, well, when you don't have anybody, when you never have a show to go to, you're gonna. But, but, from what Uncle Dave says, a lot of those fucking tickets were comps. Probably so. 
But it was a hot crowd. Nice little setup they had with the ramps and the giant fucking castle hanging over the ring. And also that town, well, uh, Carter. Cardiff. Cardiff has like one castle. <laughs> Dude, that's the, uh, like, when we were planning a trip to go out that way, like, I want to go to Cardiff only. That's where, the, like, the Doctor Who Museum and shit is. Is it? Yep, because that's, like, the main Welsh town that he would always go to. And that's where they filmed a lot of it. Yeah. Was in Cardiff. So... You had six matches, six quick matches. First match was the um, the women's six six man six person. Sorry, <laughs> um, very good match. Kind of short. Ends with Dakota Kai doing her little kick to Bianca. Yoshai hits a moonsault. And also, somebody fucking... Was it Leah or Raquel fucking kicked out of the, the fucking moonsault also at one point? Which is something you should protect her fucking finishing move. But anyway. And then Bailey does her little new finisher, which I think is like a DDT type thing. And pin Raquel, uh, Bianca clean. To set up their little feud for the belt, Bailey and Bianca. It was the first time Bianca got pinned clean <clears throat> since like November. That's how much they've been protecting her. Yeah, because she did lose after she lost to Becky. Yeah. And then the second match, the match of the night probably is Gunther. AKA Walter versus Seamus. Um, Imperium is back at full strength. They brought back, um, I can't think of what his name is, but now it's like Vinny. not the dude from Sanity. No, he's an Italian guy. Mm. Um, <clears throat> gave him the most Italian name, <laughs> Vinny something of v- Vici something. So Imperium's back at full force. So everybody was thinking, because Kaiser introduces him as being back with Imperium and then got the new name. So everybody was thinking, like, oh, shit, it's going to be, are they going to bring back Walter? But Triple H has been giving everybody their names back. Austin Theory's not Theory. He's Austin Theory again. It's not Ciampa. Now it's Tomasa Ciampa. So everybody's getting their fucking shit back. Everybody was like, was going to go nuts when if they would have said Walter mm-hmm. and when it came out to that fucking music. Um, the Valkyries. Yes. Not the Valkyrie. Um, God, I can't think of the name now. But yeah. Nope. He's still Gunther. He doesn't care. Like, it's like, yeah, it's, it's a fucking name. Doesn't matter. So him and um, Imperium gets to the ring. Sheamus is in the ring with Butch a.k.a. Pete Dunne, and uh, Roderick Strong. They start fighting with Imperium while Gutha and Sheamus are just staring each other down because they're... Um, they're all about the purity, the 
purity of the wrestling. We're not going to start fighting until that bell rings. It's a very good image, too, of everybody else fighting around them and them just staring. Waiting for the bell. Waiting for the bell. And they have the most New Japan match you can have of just nothing but chops and punches and fucking strong style. Walter was chopping the shit out of fucking Sheamus that his chest wasn't red anymore. It was fucking pink from, um, and you can see all the blood vessels mm-hmm. just in his fucking chest. It was a a good fucking 15 minute match. If you have the chance to go watch it on Peacock, do. At one point, Sheamus is on the top rope. Walter just comes over there and it's like, nope, not having none of this. Chops the shit out of him. And he just tumbles out to the fucking outside of the ring. Um, really good finish of Walter just hits the chop, gives him a power bomb. He kicks out. Walter's now pissed. Hits him some more, gives him two more fucking power bombs, and then pins him to win. So they're still pushing him as your top fucking heel guy on SmackDown mm-hmm. minus minus Roman. No. Is it? Yeah. SmackDown. I think that that's on. And then, um, fuck what was after that? You had the riddle Seth match. It was very good. Seth came out dressed as Elton John, the devil outfit had a really good match Seth did a super stomp from the second rope to put out Riddle hopefully that kind of finishes their feud and they can Seth can continue on with somebody else um the women's match Liv versus Shayna Shayna unfortunately had to follow the Sheamus match and, um, I mean, and I heard it was the shortest match on the damn card anyway. Yeah. It was literally Riddle was teaching, like the whole story was, Shayna now is back to being the submission wizard, or whatever the, her nickname is now. Mm-hmm. That they used to call it. Like, now you're getting the, the NXT Shayna. Who gets easily beat by a twig. Yeah. So throughout the whole thing, she's fucking locking the arm bar. She's doing a Kalita clutch. And Liv keeps kind of reversing it or putting, into a, putting, her, putting her into a pin, pin predicament. And then Liv just ends up winning. Like I said, short match. Shayna should have fucking ate her alive. But yeah. they're going to keep the belt on, on Liv. I'm guessing until Ronda comes back. I can't think of the fifth match before. Anyway, Roman Reigns versus Drew. Very good match. Ends with Solo Sokoa making his main roster debut, helping Roman keep the uh, keep the titles. And then it ends weird. At one point, Tyson... Uh, Austin Theory comes out to cash in. Tyson Fury's in the front row. Just 
punches the shit out of Austin Theory, who's about to cash in. To stop him from cashing in. Drew loses. Austin Fury go, Tyson Fury goes into the ring. Looks looks at Roman. Roman looks at him. He kind of shakes Roman's hand. Tell him a good job. You had a good match. So you're thinking, him and Drew's been kind of trying to set up this fucking match against both of them on Twitter for the longest time. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, this is where we're going to get it. He helps Drew up as um, Roman leaves with Solo. He gets on the mic and starts talking to Drew. You had a great match. You done everybody proud here in Cardiff. Cardiff. Which is not your hometown, but you know we adopted you because you're close enough to you're two countries away. Yeah, you're close enough. Um, you think they would end the pay per view with Roman going up the ramp, holding the titles and stuff like that? No, keeps going. Tyson Fury giving his little speech, starts singing American Pie because that's his favorite song. Wants to have a little sing along. And then you're just waiting for like, is Drew gonna do something? It's like, what the fuck is going on? Why are they doing? I don't think any of that was supposed to be on. They they just wasn't supposed to be on TV. Yeah, I don't think any of that was supposed to be on TV. I think it was they. Yeah, it was very much like a dark match. Kevin Kevin Dunn just said, "Fuck you, I'm gonna leave this on." Yeah, I don't know. So he sings like the beginning of America. That or they ran really short. Like like they ran short. They might have. Um, and then Drew gets on the mic, gives his little speech, thanks everybody for showing up and all the stuff and support and blah, blah, blah. And then he starts singing Oasis, Don't Look Back in Anger. I just, Apparently two of his favorite bands, Guns N' Roses and Oasis. So as he's singing this, Don't Look Back in Anger, and everybody's singing along with him, Tyson Fury has his back turned. So you're thinking... Don't look back in anger. Yeah. This is Claymore fucking set up crown jewel, whatever the next crown jewel is, and you can fucking do this stupid match. Mm -hmm. The last time Tyson Fury had the match against Braun Strowman. Yeah. But no. They just sang karaoke for 10 minutes, and then that was it in the pay-per-view. It was the weirdest goddamn thing. I, I just, I don't know. It's still, none of it seems any different. There were good matches before Vince left. This it seems like in the Triple H era, all we've gotten is you know they can say wrestler and belt and you know like all right you can use your wrestling vocabulary again. They um, Cody's probably really fucking pissed it's like because that's the shit he wanted to do when he first came back to WWE he was like saying wrestler mm-hmm. and a belt, all this stuff. Um, but also a lot of people are kind of getting tired of it's the same fucking Roman Reigns matches. Yeah, they have been for two years. Yeah, and like we said, you probably won't see him again until SummerSlam. I mean, Survivor, uh, Survivor Series. Series. It's just dumb. Like, Oh, I forgot the worst part. The probably stupidest fucking match. Another misstep. Edge and Rey Mysterio versus Judgment Day. Oh, yeah. Dominic's on the outside. Rhea is on the other side. 
So they have a, a pretty good match. Um, Edge comes out with a lucha mask like a dragon because their home soccer team, I guess, a football team mm-hmm. is oh the the Welsh dragons. The Welsh like, dragons, yeah, yeah something, something like, like that. that. So he comes out with a dragon mask. Looks doesn't look very good. Doesn't wear it for the match though. But end of the match comes Dominic. Well, see, I didn't know about the mask. So that gives subcon that gives context to what I told you. It's like all subtext that you know. They just are horrible at telling people, you know, Dominic wants that mask, but, you know, no, Ray doesn't want to pass the mask down to him. Here comes Edge out in a fucking mask, you know? Yeah. So Dominic trips up either Damian Priest or or, um, Finn. Edge gets the spear, wins the match. Yeah, it's against Finn because Finn took the pin. Um, which you could probably of say. Of course, Finn took the pin. They're in. You can, fr- you can say that a lot. Finn Finn eats a pin because it happens a lot against Judgment Day. So they get in the ring to celebrate. Dom and Edge is together. Edge kind of goes to shake Dom's hand and. It's like, listen, no hard feelings and stuff like that because I accidentally speared you that one time. Dom just fucking kicks him dead in the balls. So hard his shoe flew off. (laughs) (laughs) Go back and watch his Edge's reaction when he gets kicked in the balls because he drops his knees and he just gives that comedic look up of like, why? As he slowly tips over. Funniest goddamn thing. And then he, and then now, Dom has one shoe on, so he immediately kicks off the other shoe. I mean, then, you gotta be, because <laughs> it's just gonna look stupid. Um, only having one shoe on as he does this. So then his dad's trying to calm him down. It's like, son, what are you doing? Blah blah blah. And then he kind of just tries to agree with his dad. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't. I don't know what come over me. Then it's like, all right, just just hit your fucking dad, get it over with, and then he just goes back and fucking clothesline the shit out of Ray. Apparently, it's a tradition because that's how Eddie turned on Ray. Was he clotheslined the shit out of him? That's how Batista turned on Ray, clotheslined the shit out of him. I mean, it's an easy move to do with a small dude. <laughs> yeah. So Dom leaves. Judgment Day's in the corner. Finn's still selling his fucking spear as he's laughing, holding his stomach because he got speared, laughing and pointing. Rhea's out there laughing and pointing. Like, everybody's fucking laughing at them. Next night, Rhea comes out. Edge was like, fuck this. I don't care if that's your son, Ray. I want to beat his ass. He kicked me in the dick. So Rhea comes out. It's like, Best promo. It's like, he was your kid, but I made him into a man. (laughs) Oh, he was your son. I made him to a man. Out comes Dom, dressed in all in black, slick back hair. I mean, they could have, yeah, I saw that. I'm like, they could have made him, put him in something different. He just looked like he was. The shirt doesn't look like it fits him. Yeah, he just looked like they went and ran to the fucking store and bought him like a black shirt and a black freaking dress pants. I'll be your waiter for today. Yeah. Um, it doesn't make any sense. Why do you help 
I'm telling you, because the subtext is you picked Edge because he had the experience, but you couldn't win the match without me. You chose Edge over me. That's the su- that's the story they're trying to tell. It, he helps horrible. He helps his dad and Edge win, but yeah. then joins the the villain yeah. team. Hey, you didn't have faith in me to do it. You didn't win without you needed me to win. And I'm just gonna go hang out with them. It's a phase. He's going through his goth phase. Oh, dude, getting his ass kicked by Rhea and then getting like that one night on Raw while they're beating down Ray. And Rhea has Dom in a chokehold with her fucking thighs mm-hmm. in the corner. I mean, that's where the whole, that's where it all started. Though. Oh, yeah. That's where we could just, you just say it's that. It's like, yeah, I'm in love with her because <laughs> Jesus Christ, she brought out something in me that I didn't know existed. <laughs> something about Australians and the Mysterios fucking up the family. Yup. The same couple of Australians. Yeah. Buddy Matthews had a great fucking, because somebody pointed that out, and he did a little fucking uh, reply to it with just wide-eye emojis. <laughs> they were on, the Mysterios were on Family Feud. I think there's a, I don't know if it was, a, like, there's another Mysterio child, I think. Oh, it wants nothing to do with. Well, no, there's another one, like, yeah, but I mean, he's just as tall as Dominic and skinny. I don't they know. must all take after his mom's side. Because I was watching, I'm like, all right, because it was a Lee. Because I watched the ending of it because it was just on the clips on YouTube and it was the Fast Money bit and it was a Lee and Ray. But when they panned over, I'm like, who is this third dude? And then I saw like another clip of when they would talk, like during the thing. And I'm like, who the hell is like young, but like as tall as Dominic? I'm like, is there like a third child they just isn't in the wrestling business i mean technically Aaliyah, she wanted nothing to do with wrestling but they brought her in for that little for the short thing yeah short thing and then she's gone because she she doesn't want to be a part of it the funniest funniest story is like ray back in the day when they're doing the custody angle would have to go to the school to tell the teachers yes i'm really am <laughs> his father this is just pretend like this isn't real um i'm guessing he probably got picked on a lot as a kid with that when an angle came out um and i don't know because as he started getting bigger than right like the minute he passed right he should have been you're right eddie guerrero was my dad kneel down punch the dick lie cheat and steal son of a bitch yeah come on the low rider that would have been what was great they should have had him when he came out with rio and black with like flames plate he's already got the mullet like he's already got eddie's hair yeah just have play it up it's not as curly no it's not as curly as as eddie's but he's already got like he has the same style mullet with the shave sod like just just play it up uh the one last thing probably the best thing that's going on in wwe right now um ko is back to being the prize fighter and he's breaking the fourth wall every fucking chance he gets of like seeing how stupid it's like remember how every time they would have a money in a bank and everybody would be sitting on top of a ladder mm-hmm. oh yeah and he was just, just like alright what are we what are we doing here let's just fucking fight we're gonna end up fighting let's just fight 
all every contract signing. Yeah. It's like, is this the part where I flip the table and we start fighting, throw the chairs out? Let's just do it, get it over with. So he's been doing that. And um, sooner or later, he's going to go to Roman. Sami Zayn is a part of the bloodline now. He's an unofficial member. I love the pictures of like all the, oh, the all of them as teenagers and then yeah. like the horribly added in Sami Zayn as a teenager. So <laughs> Sami's been fucking great. He's been the fucking v- MVP of SmackDown. Being the third uh, or the fourth member of the bloodline. He ba- he actually made he was doing a fucking dance. Mm-hmm. In front of Roman and the Usos, and fucking Roman couldn't hold it in and started kind of <laughs> chuckling. And he fucking looked up at Jay and Jimmy, and he's like, "You see this guy over here?" And you can see Jay just kind of put his hand up over his mouth, trying to hold him from fucking laughing on live camera, but. It's literally setting up Kevin Owens is going to... Sami Zayn is going to get turned on by the bloodline. And then that's when Kevin's going to come out and make the save. And you're going to reunite Sami and Kevin. Kevin. I'm just waiting for the DIY reunion because, you know, that's what it seems like Triple H is going to do. So when... So when... um, Johnny debuted like one segment before AJ Styles and Bobby Lashley was beaten up. Yeah, she could have came out and did the save. Yeah. Miz got kidnapped, got dragged off. Nobody fucking helped him. Well, no, because if you did that, like the problem is you would have had Johnny aligned with Miz at that point. No, he could have came out just as a save. Save. I, I'm saving my friend. Kind of like what's going on with Sammy and Kevin. I, I want to, like, he tried no, to. honestly, you know what? It's all a part of the same story. Why? Johnny was aligned with Dexter. Yeah. He's trying to, he's, he's getting, he's, he's, he's slowly saving his friend from the Miz. Is what he's doing. That's what he's doing. Yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be great when you get the okay the old Kevin Owens back and him reuniting with Sammy. Sammy's doing some of his best work. I saw the goofing it up. I saw the bit in the locker room when he's in the suit and the Usos come in and like one Uso likes him and the other one can't stand him. So Jimmy likes him, sees him as an honorary bloodline Mm -hmm. member. Jay, other hand, hates him. The best part is Kevin was trying to talk some sense into Sammy in the ring with the Usos. And he's like, Sammy's like, what are you talking about? They love me. He goes up to Jimmy and he do this like special fucking <laughs> handshake move. And he's like, what? <laughs> and then he goes over to Jay and he holds his hand up and Jay just looks at him. And he's like, we're working on this. <laughs> and then like, it's probably the best thing going for WWE right now is the Sammy bloodline fucking thing and i'm guessing when solo is now coming in the third uso because he's the younger brother of the usos Mm -hmm. um this might be when they turn on sammy 
because everybody thought this is a clash at the castle. Sammy is going to somehow cost Roman. Because, yeah, I mean, everybody expects, like, the belt can't stay on him forever. Well, clearly, the belt yeah, can't it's stay like, on him forever. What's the best story? Drew wins the belt in fucking... Britain. Well, Europe, yeah. Quote-unquote hometown. Um, But no. No Usos. No... no. He could, like, Sammy could have, like... Well, it's like Paul Heyman was there, but didn't come out. No. Because he's still selling the F5 yeah. he got. Yeah, he's, uh, yeah, he, because there's a picture of him in the back. Yeah, it's, um, Roman's in there, sitting in the ring, Bret Hart's there, Paul Heyman's there, um, uh, Michael Hayes is there in it. Oh, yeah, going over the match? Yeah. Yeah, I seen that picture. Legitimately, like, if they do a WrestleMania in Britain at Wembley Stadium, you can let, they would legit probably break a record. Yeah, you would you would get a legit hundred thousand. No, Wembley takes eighty. No, Wembley's a hundred. Is 100, it a hundred and something? Yeah, legit. They can probably put in because they're gonna be on the field, so you can probably put in like yeah, crap ton. Let me see how many people actually can fit in Wembley. I thought I, thought I heard what culture say it was like eighty. <laughs> thousand but i mean again when you don't have when you're not putting on shows in a place you can get that kind of crowd and again i keep saying it wrestling's audience in america is dropping Ninety thousand. Yeah, yes so you could probably squeeze and then you can probably squeeze another 20 on the floor on the floor yeah so you can probably legit put in a hundred thousand people mm-hmm. you build up a good enough card Fuck, you don't even have to... It has to be that good of a card. People, no, yeah, people will just go. People are going to go. I mean, travel from a lot of those European countries where people would go fly into America to go to WrestleMania, it's a lot easier for them to get to... You look at... Friggin' Britain than it is... You look at a WrestleMania crowd here in the United States, fuck, probably more than half of that crowd is from, foreign. Another, from another country. Well, again, because like I said, unless it's a wrestling town... The wrestling just isn't what it was. You've got very few wrestling towns left. No, it's why you get like good wrestling crowds in Chicago, New York, places where wrestling still is, you know, relevant. Like house regular house shows, regular Raws and SmackDowns here don't do shit. No. I do say the Dynamite I went to was a very good crowd. I think, I mean, that was just, I mean, and again, that was at UNO, so it was a smaller. Yeah, smaller. Smaller crowd. You're looking at the arena holds 15,000 people. I mean, the one SmackDown we went to. Yeah, I've been to SmackDown a couple of times, and it's been, we got moved down because there was just nobody. Mm. So, yeah, and now we get into the AEW fucking mess. It's a complete. It's amazing how in a span of like a month and a half, maybe two months, how the reversals have happened. And I, and again, I think it's it comes down to a the small things build up and people explode. And it might come down to, yes, Tony Khan is not a, a wrestling promoter and he was trying to do everything himself in AEW, whereas... Like his, the Jaguars, and then I guarantee the, 
the the soccer club, football, European football club that they own have an entire staff. Like two players are not going to get into a. Well, I mean, yeah, players probably. I mean, they do get into fist fights all the time in practice. I mean, the Saints players have done it too this preseason or whatever. Fuck out, rookie did it three times in a row. Yeah, three that's days what I'm saying. So it happens. One, like it happens, but the Jaguars has an entire staff in place for these kind of deals. I guarantee Fulcrum, the football club, has an entire staff put into place for this. I think Tony's problem was he was trying to do everything on his own, which is why he put Pat Buck, Tony Schiavone, and Daniels. Well, it was no Daniels was already head of talent relations. There was one of they does. Oh, it was a female. Um, Mason Rain. No, they brought her in to be a coach. I thought there was a fourth person put on the talent relations team. Oh, that's why I thought it was Nakazawa. Either way, he finally just put in a talent relations group to help Daniels like a month ago. Cause, and that was clearly like that's that was and that's when they had that first like powwow meeting backstage. Which again seemed to rub some people the wrong like I know Kenny rubbed people the wrong way in that meeting. It's come down to now with AEW is and it, literally all this started right around when Vince left. <laughs> like it just turned in the locker room. Yeah, all these reports about people fighting each other, being pissed off. Well, I mean, I think that's another part of it too is like people just running their mouths of the dirt sheets we take what you know all these people report is like fact we don't know what is actually going on yeah it's it's also the fact of tony is trying to be it's one of those friend first boss second type of things oh he wants to be like, i mean it looks like that but we still don't know if that's how it's working cuz i mean cody left clearly um that was because him and... But again, so the friend first, boss second thing didn't work. Oh, yeah. Like, clearly there was no friend first, boss second there. Now, is it Tony's got way too much loyalty to the Bucks? Because again, like we were talking about before we started recording, between the Cody thing and now the Punk thing, who's the common denominator in both of those? The thing is with that is the Bucks and Kenny... There would be no AEW with, without them. I mean, depending on who you believe, like Tony was uh, supposedly, according to Tony, he was looking to, to do it anyway, and he just... Not on this size, though. It could have been like an indie thing, like a NWA type thing. or um, And literally, the Bucks and Kenny and them carried the fucking company since day one. Until like Mox got there and um, oh yeah, I mean until more mainstream names Cody. came over, yeah. Um, but it just seems like the past couple weeks leading into this weekend. Well, I mean, it was you just also, slowly. Building. I mean, it could be. It could also be like they have people backstage now wanting to you know kind of cut up so they can get a release. Like you never know. 
like oh i can go back to i can go back over there because triple h is in charge now because that's the thing that's a big thing everybody's like immediately as soon as triple h got in charge and started bringing back all of his old fucking people that got released due to quote-unquote budget cuts um everybody's reporting it's like so-and-so acts for their release this person acts for their release all this stuff. Well, I mean, because we, and then again, everybody wants to report like these people are upset, these people are upset. Everybody was reporting Miro was upset and was, was like, dude, Miro just signed. He resigned. Yeah, he just resigned for like a four or five year deal. So, so like, that's what I'm saying. Like, you can't, we, we take all these things like, oh, Miro's pissed and wants to leave. Really? Because he just signed a fucking contract. So, it's like the whole, with the thing with Alistair Black, like, with, with, Al, with Black. Like, yeah. he's, so he's, reportedly got his release conditionally like more or less he probably doesn't have his release it's he has his release go do whatever you want as long as it's not wrestling you're still technically employed by us Alistair Black is asked for his release and got denied the first time due to um, personal issues and mental stuff and he just wants to get away and just fix he's got crap he needs to deal with yes Nobody knows why. Not their... Nobody's problem. Yeah. Nobody's, nobody's business. Yeah. Nobody's business. Um, then everybody heard that. It's like, oh, well, he, he just wants to go back to WWE because Triple H is in charge and all this all stuff. He finally got his release. His contract's not up until 2027. Yeah. He's got a conditional, like that's what I'm saying. It's a conditional. Technically, he's still employed. Yeah, he just can't wrestle. No. Technically, it's like, hey, I'm going to give you a release, but you can't wrestle until your contract's up with us. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The the, the contract's still the contract's still in place. Yeah, he didn't buy it out. The contract's still there. Yeah, he's like, all right, we'll give you the time because basically it's like an extended. It's a leave of absence. Yeah, I don't. It's basically what they're giving him. I don't think Alistair Black's going to show up on fucking SmackDown Friday. No, it's, he got a he got a he got a leave of absence basically. Yeah, and was like, you can go do whatever else, whatever you need to do, but you cannot wrestle for. Yeah, because he even pulled the indie shows that he's supposed to be doing is all getting pulled. Yeah, also. so if he's not, if he doesn't want to wrestle, if he's got stuff he wants to, that might be what it is. It's like he just had to come to an agreement with Tony. Like, look. This isn't about me wanting to go somewhere else. This is... Yeah. So Tony probably said, look, then we can just give you a leave of absence, you, you know? Because who knows? Like, the way Tony is, and he said he was with people, is like, I'm not going to release you unless I have to. And I'm going to, you know, you're going to get paid. So Alistair could just be dealing what he needs to be dealing with, getting his, you know, his baseline. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's, honestly, that's what I would have went to. I'm like, look, I need to take a, you know, a step away, get some shit straight. So, Tony has finally introduced the trio's champion that he's been holding on to for, like, a year now. And again, it's one of those things where it's like, you knew who was winning. Yes. Well, I mean, we knew who was winning because, again, we follow all the, the crazy, we, 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 we follow all things. So, we knew it was a, it was a Kenny thing, and when Kenny was going to get it when he came back. So Kenny comes back with the Bucks. Bucks originally went to Hangman. Hangman turned them down. I don't want to be a part of this. This is Dark Order's time to shine. I'm with them. I'm going to support them. 
And the Young Bucks was like, all right, cool. And then um, on BTE, like, they get a phone call, and Matt says, you sure you're ready to come back? And that's how it ends. Obviously, it was Kenny. Kenny comes out wearing a compression shirt, fucking elbow brace, shoulder brace. Taped up. Taped up. Um, kind of had some missteps. I'm guessing was on purpose, kind of show his like ring rust because mm-hmm. he hasn't been back in like 300 and something days. Yeah. But each match in the tournament, he starts. To, he lost the, the one of the braces, like he stopped wearing. And then um, when he got into them in Aussie Open match, like Osprey at one point ripped off the shirt to where he was. Um, bare chested again and stuff like that and you can see all the fucking tape on his body from um from the various injuries that he's been recovering from and it constantly kept telling the story of him not being 100 percent. did he rush back um had an amazing match with also the open like down the road him and osprey are gonna have their match probably gonna be at russell kingdom this year my guess. Um, then you get to the finals from All Out, where they win the champions against Doc Order, where Hangman Page has to come back, step in for for the Doc Order because Ten gets hurt. Evil Uno is going to step up and take Ten's spot, but he gets attacked and beaten by Andrade with the crutch. So now they don't have any more members because they fucking let go of the other one. Cole Cabana's Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor disappeared somewhere. And uh, he was uh when Uno went out in the beginning of the tournament, he was over and they were doing the, the game stuff overseas yeah. and Cabana Ed was wrestling Uno overseas at the GamesCon. The the expo like whatever they were showing the game or whatever. Yeah, GamesCon in Germany, I think it was. Yeah. So, um, yeah. But it was one of those, like you said, obvious thing. You knew, you knew they were going to win. Yeah, that was, that's, that's, that's part of the problem with some of Tony's book. Like, you know who's winning. Why not give it to the fucking Dark Order? Yeah. Like, how would it have hurt Kenny not to get the titles? That, like, I get it. They were, they were his idea and, like, yada, yada, yada. Like, the trio's titles have been in other promotions first. Yeah, they they won the first. They were the first team to win yeah. the New Japan. Yeah. Um, so I think that was more opened. of the. Yeah, the, I would think that was more of the, the 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 idea. Oh, they were the first New Japan trios. They were the our new New Japan trios. Yada yada yada. Oh, the our they were our first trios champs. Yada yada. Again, I, that's one of those things. Like we saw it coming. A mile away, and look what we got now. We can, the crowd hated when when Tony Khan said they were stripping all the belts, but then the crowd friggin' blew up when they said, "Oh no, wait, best friends and death triangles for the titles." Yeah. Um. So leading into all out, the main storyline is Punk was hurt. 
had the foot injury, uh, was coming back. Moxley ended up winning the interim championship. So them two are going to have to unify the titles um, at All Out. Well, him and Moxley got into it two weeks before All Out. Which never made sense. No, three weeks before All Out. And it's like, fuck it. We're not going to wait. We're going to do it next week. Yeah. In Cleveland. I mean, clearly, there was, they, they were in on the joke. Because they made reference to it. That he always loses in Cleveland. Yeah. So, I mean... If it was just for the joke, then I don't think it was... It clearly wasn't worth it. Um, so then... They have the match. Punk goes for a... Um, he went for an inside roundhouse. Yeah, roundhouse kick. His bad... The, the surgical uh, repaired foot gives out. He says he feels a pop. Doctors come in. Blah, blah, blah. Moxley picks him up. Just beats the shit out of him. It's like a five-minute match. Yeah, it's Basically a squash. Basically like a squash. And Mox beats him to win the championship. And then that's that was the thing. Next week on Dynamite, Punk comes out in Chicago. Gives his little speech. Um, woe is me. Do I have it anymore? It turns out it's not. I didn't re-injure the foot. I'm just going to have to deal with these kind of yeah. deal, the things. I'm not, I'm at 100%, but not that 100%. I'm going to have to live I'm with at a that. New, yeah, I'm at a, a new 100%. 100%. And that's something I'm going to have to deal with. Which, again, is a great way to, like, talk about coming back from an injury. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. good to go, but I'm not, it's not, it's never going to be what it originally was. Yeah. Um, back it up. The first segment of the night. Uh, Moxley comes out, gives this big speech about being the champion and all this other stuff. Has an open contract. Signs the contract. It's like, listen, anybody who wants them, come sign this contract. Throws it down in the middle of the ring and leaves. Nobody comes out. Yeah, there should have been like a mad dash for that contract. Should have been every single person in that fucking. It should have been like the 24 7 fucking title. Yeah, everybody should have been running for that envelope. Um,. And then this guy comes out. Who technically it, had been working, like, like technically Ace Steel's been working there since February. Yeah. <laughs> but we just, and I mean, I remember seeing him. I'm just, I didn't know, I never knew who it was. Yeah, so he comes out, Ace Steel comes out, grabs the contract and leaves. Um, I'm sure the crowd had no idea who the fuck that person was. Chicago, people in Chicago might have knew. Maybe. Maybe like the smart marks and stuff like that um so then you go back to punk punk's giving the woe is me speech and it's like do i have it anymore do i still got it it wasn't the first time i got beaten up in chicago in cleveland out comes a steel gives this very passionate promo to punk about how you need to fucking do it for chicago blah blah, blah. you got to get out of this Drops the f bomb, cleanly too. Like they didn't eat, like yeah. Then beep it. Said so slaps the shit out of him at one point to snap him out of it. And next thing you know, Punk just like the fucking Incredible Hulk or uh, Hulk Hogan hulking up, 
takes off his little fucking um, his Larry hoodie, his hoodie, and just goes off super fucking passionate about I'm gonna do this for fucking Chicago. I am Chicago. Moxley's gonna have to beat me. Goes out into the crowd as he's doing cutting the promo. Mm-hmm. How? It was great when he was standing. I saw a picture, and it's from far away, and Punk's like standing up on the when he was standing up on the the over because he he was standing up over our entryway and he's got his hands raised up and it's from the different angle so you didn't see this on the camera but there's like somebody holding their baby so that person got a lot of shit from people for like, like and I just saw the picture like why is this poet person holding the, the infant up like CM Punk is the Pope it's like <laughs> I'm gonna hold my baby up Maybe Punk's gonna grab my kid like Montez Ford did that one time in fucking Raw a long time ago. Dolph Ziggler did it too. Did he? He, he it was this kid. He grabs. He's sitting there talking, and he takes the kid, and he like goes to start walking to the back with the baby. Oh, the house show. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. This is on Raw. Montez Ford it was like this is when they first got called up, and they were partying with. Oh, the I mean, crowd. that's it. Oh, that's he fucking just grabs a random kid like a little baby and starts like. Dancing, dancing with the baby, with, it with the baby in front I mean, of the camera. You know when that's what faces do that. You know you. Yeah. Oh, go back to Clash at the Castle on bad cuts, camera cuts. So. Oh yeah, the uh, I'm a better dad than Chris Benoit. Some dude wore a shirt. Yeah, saying I'm a better dad than Chris Benoit. I mean, it's and he actually cut to him. It's funny in the fucking crowd. It's it's. Literally, this dude was at the pub before the show or after the show or something like that. He's taking pictures with fans. This dude's now famous for wearing Del- that shirt. <laughs> and then people are like, somebody's getting fired for that cut. And like, Kevin Dunn's not getting fired for that cut. Kevin Dunn no. chose that. Kevin Dunn openly, because it's not like it was uh, obscured and then he saw it. Like, no. They didn't Kevin Dunn a- saw that camera angle before he cut to it. And it wasn't a quick cutaway. It was, no. They kind of stayed on for a little bit. Yeah, because it's funny. It's I mean, like, technically. It's technically like the NXT show when they accidentally showed Britt Baker. In, in the, the fucking, crowd. In the crowd. Well, accidentally yeah. showed Britt Baker in, in quotes. And they kind of kept it on her for a while. Yeah. Some, the random producer and the guy in the back was like seen a worried looking person fan well, I mean, like, they, they actually them. made reference to her too so it's not it wasn't so, an accident <laughs> so punk gives this passionate speech somebody tries to throw a baby at him <laughs> he wanted to bl- he wanted his baby blessed by punk he is the saint of chicago so he gives this fucking this whole segment does nothing did nothing to add towards it just made it so much stupider that him losing the week before in Cleveland to Moxley just to, to I'm just trying just to, to do this seg- it how, was rushed how you could it was it was the, the it was whole extremely rushed. there's something that should have taken a couple months to yeah. build it would have been Keeping the belt on him, and he could have still gave this speech. He could have still did this entire promo as champion, where he came back and was like, have him wrestle somebody the week he wrestled Mox and have him lose. 
have him pick one of these kids that he wants to put over and lose to him the same way with the foot or have the ref call it. Yeah, you can do that. You still get the exact same outcome. You still get Punk in the ring. You still have Moxley cut the exact same promo. Because Moxley can come out and go, no, I he's he he he's done. You could have had Mox come out and cut the same promo. You could have had Punk come out and do the same bit. The only thing that wasn't needed would have been the open contract. Yeah. Because the open contract is literally there just to explain why Punk gets to fight him again. Yeah, he gets to rematch it all out. Yeah. So you could have done all this by just having him put over one of the younger people. They, um... And then had him lose to Moxley. That way. So going into All Out this this past Sunday, which also WWE ran their NXT pay-per-view, Worlds Collide, because... NXT UK is now not there anymore. They shut that down. They released a whole bunch of wrestlers. They brought over the ones they wanted to keep to NXT in Orlando. And they basically unified the belts, the NXT belts and the uh, UK belts. Worlds collide, all the Americans won. Of course. <laughs> well, no, um, because that way when they rebranded you NXT, NXT UK or NXT Europe, all new belts. They don't have to split the belts now. It's just yeah. going to be all new belts. All new continuity. It's a brand new show. Also, the Clash of the Castle, I think. All the bad guys won, except for Liv. Liv. Yes. Gunther. Seth. Seth. Edge and Dom. Edge and Ray. Who was standing tall at the end of it, though? Oh, yeah. I still say, look up the video of him getting kicked in the ball. It's the funniest fucking reaction. <laughs> um, Nothing beats a Dan Housen punch to the dick, though, <laughs> from from yesterday. Oh, against Mark? Yeah. No, against... No, against uh, Alex. Alex, yeah. <laughs> um, so now you get to All Out. Um... 15 match card counting the pre-show. I mean, it didn't bother me. No, because they kind of rushed. But if he was in the crowd for five hours, six hours almost. I mean, it's a wrestle. Again, well, I, I don't have a problem with it because it's like it's every three months is a is an AEW pay-per-view. So the, the buy-in had the best matches on it. Yeah. Like those were the matches I was actually worried about. So your first match is Sammy Guevara and Ty Conti. Which that wasn't even, I don't even, like that was a weird, like. They were giving an interview and they were just making out while RJ City was trying to conduct an interview. Somebody keeps honking a horn. They go like, who is interrupting my time? They go around the back. They see a golf cart. Ortiz and fucking Rubia in a golf cart. Their makeup, paying homage to um, um, Bold Nakata and... Aja Kong. Mm-hmm. Um, they go run down Sammy and Ty. Sammy has to push Ty out the way because yes, legitimately <laughs> push Ty out of the way. Push the shit out of her because so she because she, she was not keeping up. No, she was gonna get hit. And then of course Sammy throws himself into it. The running joke. He gets hit by fucking golf carts. 
It was just a weird match because they like Sammy and Ty are in street clothes, and then again, fucking Ty like legit hurt fucking Ruby. So Ruby, Sammy Damia drops her on her fucking like kills that, her. Yeah, it could that match could have been really fucking bad. Yeah, like I don't like that match was pointless to me. It was an omen for the rest of the night. Um, Ruby legit broke her nose at the end of the match with a. Oh yeah, she got Ty kicks. broke her nose. Um, her falling on her head, you can tell she got like a stinger or something. Yeah, because she was shaking her arm out afterwards, and um, and she looked like she wasn't there. Oh, yeah, she was out of it. Yeah, she wasn't like. Yeah, and that was all on Sammy. Sammy just dropped her. Yeah. Like Ty did a pump handle kick while um, he Ruby was kind of like hanging behind upside him. down behind Sammy. And, and he just dropped her. And just kind of swung him out a, her out a little bit and just dropped her dead on her fucking neck. Yeah. And, um, and of course, this was for the AAA inter-center. Yeah. The mixed tag match. Mixed, mixed tag, tag titles. Titles. And Sammy and Ty wins that match. Uh, next match was Hook versus Angelo Parker for the FTW championship. Yeah, and at least Angelo got to put up some kind of a offense. It wasn't a... So, somebody brought up a very good point. If the FTW title is not recognized by AEW... Yeah, like I said, it's got its own graphic and shit now. How is it not recognized? Can he just, if he loses the match, it's like, well, I'm keeping the belt because technically it's not recognized, so you didn't. I mean, it's kind of one of those honor, hmm. you, you got to kind of look at it supposedly it's an honor system yeah. kind of deal. Hook, still extremely over oh, yeah. with the crowd, especially in the Chicago crowd. He comes out, beats Parker, um... Cool Hand Ange comes out to try no, and... No, Cool Hand is Angelo Parker. Mo Magic. Daddy Magic. Daddy Magic, yeah. Uh, Menard comes in. They both jump hook. Action, Action Bronson's in the front row. He comes in to make the save. Now they're having a tag match at Arthur Ashe Stadium. Oh, God. Fucking rappers and shit. He, he picked up... Angelo Parker and chucked him, chunked him like a little kid. <laughs> like picked him up, no problem. Um, and then he cuts a promo backstage. You don't know me. So the second best match of the night: Eddie Kingston versus Ishii. God, God, I love Eddie. Eddie come out with like hair and a beard, unkept because he's been suspended. Clearly, <laughs> because he's been like suspended for two week, two three weeks. He's just like, I'm ready to fight. <laughs> Technically, this was a reward in punishment for Eddie Kingston. Yes, so because it was supposed to be him versus Sammy yeah. on the card. Him and Sammy got into an altercation backstage. Sammy got pie-faced. But here's the allegedly. thing. So if you look at it, they're both punished. They're not, they don't have a match with each other on the main card, which probably would have been pretty high up. Yeah. But Eddie's main event, Against Ishii, Sammy's opening against Ruby and Ortiz. Who? I don't know. To me, like, you got to look at... Because clearly, matches are part of the punishment. 
I, to me, it looks like Sammy gets punished more. Like, no, you're opening. No, no real entrance. But Kingston has to go against Ichii, and they spend literally 15 minutes chopping the shit out of each other. But that's what Eddie wants. Oh, he's gonna feel it too. Like, oh yeah, I mean he's gonna feel. It, but but I mean that's that's what Eddie wants. Eddie yeah. wants that match. So I mean, I to me, so to me, I mean, again, that just seems like yeah. Eddie, you shouldn't have tried to like knock the living shit out of Sammy. But Sammy was out of fucking lawn. And it's <clears throat> in Sammy's defense, he came out and said, "Like, listen, I was the heel in this program." They, they told me to come out and cut a heel program. I cut a heel fucking promo on him. But again, it's like, I mean, and as much as I don't agree with Cornette, it is like, I agree with Cornette. Like, there is certain things, like, you don't, we all could have come out and cut fucking promos calling Dusty a fat fuck. Oh, going the easy route. Going the easy the, route. The low hanging yeah. fruit. Yeah. I can see that. Um, also, on the... Uh, Eddie Kingston won, tried to give props to Ichii. Ichii wanted nothing to do with it. He just wanted to leave and go back. Yeah, that was that was that was weird. I don't know, like, but I mean it was Oh, all the the other match on the pre show was Pac versus Kip Sabian for the All Atlantic. You're right uh, though. Kip Sabian does look like a anime villain. Yes. He like that that ring gear, the hair, and like the, the clearly dyed dark beard like perfectly lined up mm-hmm. beard like he does look like an anime villain it was quite awesome um and at least he came out with penelope yesterday yes for dynamite yeah. she didn't come out with him for that but he did come out with her on dynamite uh so Pac wins as he's leaving orange cassidy comes out Immediately yells at him, no. Yes, that was so great. (laughs) Before (laughs) before Tony can even, Tony, because Tony was trying to interview Pac, Orange Cassidy comes out. The second he sees Orange, he just yells, no. It was so great. And um, inadvertently setting up Wednesday. (laughs) Yeah, it wasn't supposed to be a title. Now he's the only person in company holding two legit inside the company belts. Yes. Technically, Kenny was holding other, other pe- belts, other belts, other people's belts. Yes. So, um, and then you get to the first match of the of the night, um, the Casito ladder match, which was really good until the end. I didn't. I still. You, I need I need better story explanation for the ending. Like I'm sure they had one, but yeah, it's circumstances they had to pull had to call an audible. Um, your participants was all tag teams. Yes, it was three tag teams: Dante Martin and then the Joker. Yes, so you had. Blackpool Combat Club being represented by Claudio, Claudio and, and Yuda. You had Andrade and Rouge and Rouge, Dante Martin, and then the Joker. No, and then you had uh, Lucha Brothers. Was oh Lucha yeah, 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 Lucha yeah. Brothers. Yeah. So the match was very good starting off. 
a bit of a hiccup because there was plenty of times it's like you could have easily just went up and grabbed yeah like yuda was waiting for whoever was supposed to come to the yeah ring. people when people rush, miss spots when roosh was coming out yuda was halfway up the fucking yeah that's, that didn't make sense that they could go if it was like what's the other battle royal they do there where everybody's got to come out and then oh the joker i mean the uh the casino battle royale yeah where everybody has to come out and then a pin can be then like the match it's like war games like everybody has to get in a ring and then a pinfall can happen like oh. it should have been everybody has to come out and then, like, the chip gets lowered would have made more sense. Because, hmm. yeah, you're right. The minute the first person takes out the second person, they should have went up the the ladder and took the chip, and the other people aren't even in the match. Because Roosh was basically pulling a fucking Jeff Hardy. Oh, yeah, he took his sweet-ass sweet time. He took his sweet-ass time to come down to the ring. It's like he I, was milking his entrance. I was like, this mask looks cool. I'm going to fucking milk it. Yeah, he's mil- he milked the shit out of his entrance. Um... Everybody came Dante out. Martin came in and the ladders fell, so he's like all his opening spots were like blown. Yeah, unfortunately his spots were blown because the ladder fell in between the big ass ladder fell from one corner to the other corner. And fell on Yuda's head. Yeah. <laughs> Popped Yuda in the head. So the awesome spots for Dante got ruined. Um literally a Penta match now is some kid spamming the same but the same moves that he yep. knows how to do. Yep. And one of them's his favorite moves, a Canadian destroyer, because as soon true. as he came out, hits a Canadian destroyer on Rouge. Yep. On the ramp. On the ramp. Goes down, starts beating the shit out of people, sets up a ladder, and then just does a Canadian destroyer on Andrade on top of the ladder. A lot of misfires in this match because the ladders wasn't paying cooperating. Yeah. The, the, the yeah, they, they tried to do the dump Andrade out the ring. Yeah. Stacked ladder thing and they just They had a middle ladder <clears throat> and when they tipped it over, that middle ladder now became a leg. Yeah. Holding up that they side. They didn't put they didn't because it was the ladder that he got slammed on, but they didn't push it in enough. Yeah. Cause I don't think it was it was only going to go in so far. Taz had the great Because comic. it opens. Taz turns from an A to an X. Yeah. <laughs> so the big strength spot for Claudio to tip over the ladder wasn't working. Andrade's just kind of sitting there. Like, holding on to the ladder for dear life. It's like, all right, now what are we going to do? Because the ladder ain't tipping over. Yeah. So they had Claudio literally had to push it to the side mm-hmm. instead of back to dump. Uh, Andrade off. And then you come to the end of the match. Five. Six. Six. Six max mask men come out, start beating up all the con- um, competitors in the match. One of them sets up a ladder. Person comes down, climbs the ladder, grabs the, um, the chip. Everybody's like, that's not the Joker. What's going on? What's happening? Dude takes off the mask. It's um, Stokely. Stokely. Laughing like a goddamn Bond villain. Climbs down. Next thing you know, you hear sympathy for the devil play. Yeah, I think all this could have, this all really needed somebody with an eye for theatrics. 
as because it was not timed and executed properly. Well, if you look at the the countdown was was going on as Stoli grabbed the, mm-hmm. the chip and stuff like that for the Joker. Because and the commentaries kept saying it's like he's not he never won the chip. He's not the Joker. The Joker's coming out next. I don't know what's going on. So then, simply for the devil plays. Unfortunately, a lot of people didn't recognize the song. Didn't know what. They the needed. Stones. They probably. They probably needed to edit it because it's got a very long entrance. Yeah, you got the drums playing. Yeah, at the beginning, and then you go into the song. Guy in a devil mask comes out. Can't see any part of. His I would have loved to him from the drug it out because that was a cool mask. That was a very good mask. He comes down to the ring. Stoli hands over the chip to to the Joker. Joker wins. And the best call of the night is Justin Roberts. Like, and your winner is the Joker? <laughs> like, all confused. Like, like fucking um, Ron Burgundy mm-hmm. reading the teleprompter. I'm Ron Burgundy? <laughs> and so... Um, Should have just came dressed out as the Joker. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're, they're in with Warner Brothers... Warner Brothers is on fire right now. They kind of... So he teases like he's going to take the mask off and then doesn't to tease, to like, waves his finger at the crowd. Crowd just immediately starts fucking booing the shit out of it because they want to know who it is. Yeah, because it just, it didn't play right. It it took the internet all of five minutes to, to, figure, realize, like, to figure it out. It's... MG- we won't spoil it until the end. <laughs> um, so yeah, and then you have um, no particular order. You had Brian Danielson versus Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho wins with that the effect. Dead. You hit about an hour and a half left of the show up until the last match. I do kind of agree with Cornette that the fucking the ending of the swerve acclaimed. Match kind of killed the crowd. Yeah. I don't think there should have been an audible, but I do think that kind of killed the crowd. About halfway through the match, you had Acclaim versus Swerve and Al Glory. Crowd was fucking hot. Super, super hot for that match. Because it's technically two babyface teams going up against one another. More than the fucking Punk Moxley match. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, that match just... You didn't get a... Nobody got a bigger crowd reaction other than like Kingston. Oh yeah, fucking that place went nuts when Eddie came out. Um, so from that match, because that was about the halfway point, I think, is when they had their their match. Yeah. Um. Hold on, I can do this in order. Yeah, the Casino Royale match. The next match was the trios match. The Elite versus Hangman and the Dark Order. Good match. Trios match. Trying to tell the story of Matt and Nick are now friends with Hangman. Dark Order kind of doing some heelish stuff and Hangman's trying to like... Stop him. Stop him. It's like, hey, what are you doing? These are my friends. Like, there's no need for that. And they're yeah. kind of pushing back on Hangman. And then you tell the story. This is the first time Hangman and Kenny are face to face 
since, since he left. Yeah. Since he dropped the belt to, to Hangman. And so it sets up the great dynamic. As they're going on, Kenny now is doing kind of more of a heelish stuff to Hangman. And now Hangman's being more physical with the Bucks. And it's just come all out brawl. And of course, obvious who wins. The Elite wins the first annual trios. Where Hangman accidentally buckshots. Um, For all of like. John Silver. Two more hours. Three more. <laughs> yeah. So. Silver's holding. Um, Kenny. Hangman does the buckshot. Kenny moves at the very last second mm-hmm. to make it spotty looks even better. Hits fucking Silver by accident. Kenny does the V trigger. Did he miss? He didn't. Did he? he didn't really connect. Like it wasn't a wasn't the best V trigger. Hits the one ring angel to win. Um. Not to mention it. it like. Uh, Silver reversed one wing angel earlier in the match. Yeah. Which was... And it's also like that pin. Silver got put over a lot in that match. Um, even Reynolds. Reynolds did a fucking great job. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, he got hurt in the match. He hurt his, his foot or his ankle or something like that. Legit. Um, but yeah, as like I said earlier... The story of Kenny slowly removing braces and compression starts and stuff until this match he comes out. He's fully mm-hmm. back to being the fucking Kenny that the uh, before he left. Next match, Jade Cargirl versus Athena. Uh, I'm just I'm over Jade. Jake, Jake. I'm over the gimmick. Um yeah, because I, I, we used to, we were like, who's coming in to beat her? And we all thought it was going to be Athena. Athena. Clearly not. The buildup for this match was horrible. So she breaks down a fake wall because, and then she comes out, she's painted green, dressed, dressed up like, like She-Hulk, She-Hulk. Which is, which is awesome. Like it, it, it works. Yeah. Yeah. Clear, like honestly, her ring gear, this ring gear makes her look better. Her hair's different. She had yeah, she had the long wig on, like didn't look um like she was almost unrecognizable at yeah, time. Yeah, she did not like, look like herself. Did, yeah, not, look did like, not look like herself. Um somebody brought a shockmaster comment. Like, thank God she didn't pull a shockmaster. And fall. And fall through the wall. <laughs> um I love it, like it's her and powerhouse that get the center entrance now. Yeah, because that was the Cody thing. Cody yeah. gave them that entrance. Um, this was like a five minute match. Yeah, it wasn't. I mean, it, it's Athena basically got squashed. There was some shenanigans outside. Athena took care of it, but then Jade kind of just squashed her. Yeah, I don't know who takes that title off of her. It's and because it, I mean, it literally gets more TV time than the the main women's belt. So Sean reported that this match and another match that basically was a squash was in under five minutes. They had the choice to go long, but they didn't. I mean, here's the thing. They choose to kept it short. Jade, Jade does look worse. The longer the match goes, she's still not 
long a match. I mean, she's only had 37 matches. But what I'm saying, like, she's not long match ready. No. Unless she has somebody that could carry her. Yeah. Which I think they could have done. But they choose to keep it short. I'm guessing because it's like, Jesus Christ has 15 fucking cards on this. It's a six-hour pay-per-view. Um, who knows? They wanted to give... Maybe they wanted to give more time to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Which goes into FTR Wardlow versus um, Jay Lethal in Motor City. Yeah, we didn't we didn't see most of this match because... Yeah, Bleach Report. Bleach Report sucks. Oh, God, it was horrible. Um, FTR and Wallow wins. They have a great moment at the end where Sanjay Dean, Sanjay, Sanjay Dunn, Dunn, basically, um, well, at the end of the match, they get jumped. Very predictable. I called it before the pay-per-view. Returning Samoa Joe. Yeah. Comes out. Hits everybody with the belts. Beats up the bad guys. Somehow is busted open. Never got touched, but somehow he's bleeding from the head. Um, Sanjay Dutt. Who has up, a t-shirt on that says fight like an eight-year-old brat. Yeah, to make fun of Hardwood's, uh, Dax's uh, little girl. Dude, he's trying to be bad wrestler of the year. Like He's got another singles match Yeah, coming up. He's going up against uh, Rampage. It's him and Claudio. Mm-hmm. The Ring of Honor. TV title? No, there would be if it's Claudio, it's the world title. Well, the Ring of Honor world title. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe's got the Joe has the TV title. So um, his little girl comes out, looks at Sanjay Dutt, grabs his pencil, breaks the pencil in front of him, and then they do the finisher. And she Sanjay, pins him. And she pins him. Yep. So and and the 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 question is, uh, uh, you know, a ref legit counted one two three. Does that make Dax Hardwood's daughter want to know. I mean, it's not the first time a kid pinned a heel in AEW. Yeah, no. it's happened multiple times. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So does she have a like? She should be on the roster page with a like a rank. Um, Sanjay Dutt, great fucking stooge, like great fucking outside guy for uh, for Jay Lethal. I now. mean, even that because I'm no, he's the fourth guy on the uh, the. Uh, Talent relations. Oh, Sanjay Dutt? Sanjay. That's what oh, okay. it was. I knew there was somebody. But Sanjay Dutt is the fourth person. Um, next. Because that's what they really brought him in for was to do be a producer. Oh, okay. Um, next, you have Ricky Starks versus Powerhouse Hobbs. Everybody was looking forward to this match. Great buildup. Everybody's behind Ricky. It was a bit of a squash match. I mean, it wasn't a Ended. bit. Like, fucking Powerhouse killed him. But again, it kind of... Makes sense. Powerhouse Hobbs is freaking ridiculous. Well, wow, Powerhouse Hobbs is 30, 31 years old. Yes. I thought it was way younger than that. Mm-mm. Um, a lot of people, because of the match, were like, is Stalks injured? Yeah, I don't know what's going on with Ricky. Is his contract coming up soon and he's leaving? Who knows? But this was the other match. They were given. They could have went longer, they and they went didn't. Longer, and they didn't. Who knows what's going on with that? Um, Dude, if they let Ricky go, then Tony needs to reevaluate. Like, 
That's I'd, somebody you don't let go unfortunately, of. Unfortunately, they because they build enough powerhouse Hobbs to be that dominant heel. Mm-hmm. Possibly he could be the next person to go after Wardlow because Wardlow needs a fucking good. Yeah, he needs somebody program. to actually. Yeah, because otherwise, like, what's the point? Like, like you say with Jade, why isn't she going? Like, why isn't Wardlow then going after? Yeah. He even came on a dynamite. Mm-hmm. Everybody, this is Wardlow's world. God, I can't believe they actually. They're still trying to put that over. Put that over. You seen him coming out before his match? He was like, where's my music? Yeah. Because they wasn't playing his music. Um, he looked pissed. His music never, like, you're gi- they're giving you the Goldberg entrance. Your music never starts until you cross the curtain, dumbass. Um, yeah, unfortunately, not much of a response to Powerhouse Hobbs went in. Over stocks. Because no, because I think it was just everybody so... Everybody wanted Ricky to win. Everybody wanted Ricky to win, and it was so abrupt. Like, everybody was like, what the hell? I'm kind of like... <clears throat> as long as there's nothing wrong with Ricky and it keeps going, I'm good with it. But, I mean, if there's something, you know... But it was kind of like everybody was waiting for this match. It was such a great build for this match. And then to have Powerhouse Hobbs basically fucking squash him. I know, Ricky came out in new gear. Yeah. Like, everything... I'm just like, hopefully there's more to it. Uh, let's hope Ricky's not leaving because that would suck. Yeah, it's it's one of those Cody has a lot of pull, a lot of sway with a lot of those younger fucking people because Cody was the one that was training all these young talents. Ricky. Um, I mean, technically Ricky wasn't. I mean, Ricky was trained here and in no, I mean, Vegas like, and... like. Cody took a lot of these people, a lot of these younger talents, and put them under his wing mm-hmm. and kind of helped. Yeah, no, Kylan, guide them Kylan along. disappeared for a long time once Cody left and then just came back to fucking put over fucking Brit. No. And then you have the match of the night Swerving All Glory versus The Acclaim. Yeah. The, everybody loves The Acclaim. Everybody loves The Acclaim. Claim was more over than punk yes. in Chicago. At one point, there was a Oh, Sizzle Daddy chant. Multiple times. Yeah. Um, and this match went long. This is probably like a 15-minute match. Mm-hmm. Great fucking near falls. Great false finishes in this fucking match. Um, continues the story of... Um, Keith Lee and Swerve not being on the same page because I think either two or three times they fucking ran ran mm-hmm. into each other by accident. They even they even continued it in the when on their section of the media of the media scrum, which was kind of kind of like in character. Yeah, like Swerve stayed kind of in character, and which kind of forced Keith Lee to stay in character. Whereas Jericho's never in character in those media, in those things. There was a daddy ass chant. Yes, and multiple like dude, who like even said whose town, whose uh, whose house is this? And it was like daddy ass's house. <laughs> and um, it, it it got to the point where Keith Lee and Swerve recognized what's going on and started slowly work heel. Yep, in the match. And Bowen and uh, and Max had great fucking false finishes. Came so close, like the crowd was legit on the edge of their seat every time. 
um, towards the end of the match, yeah. waiting for the finish. And then, um, and then of course, Bleacher Report goes out <laughs> at the end of this match, so we missed the end of the match. Yeah, we didn't catch the end of the match, but Swerve and Keith Lee won. Um, I don't know. Everybody's screaming this should have been an audible. They even brought it up in the... The, the, they, they, they brought it up to Tony in the, the, the media scrum. But by that time, I mean, they were already in character, so he didn't, you know. But there's no, like, I don't, I don't consider, like, because it's Chicago. Like, you can't guarantee that reaction no, there's only gonna in be the two, next town. Well, the next town's going to be Chicago. Well, two weeks, it's going to be Chicago. So you're going to get that reaction again, because that's where the acclaim are from. Oh no, Caster's from Long Island. Same thing. You mean New York? You just said Chicago again. I mean, I'm sorry. New yeah, York. New York. Okay, my bad. Um, yeah, reading the notes. Even there was one point where they was chanting "You can't scissor" to Lee. Yeah, because they all they they all shook hands and they're like, well, at least Lee did with them at the end. Yeah, Lee is trying to stay heel while I mean, try to stay babyface while Swerve is the one doing. I mean, because Swerve's stuff. a good heel. Swerve's a good heel. Oh yeah. Um, great heel from Dynamite this yeah, past Monday. Wednesday, he got like atomic heat on him. Wednesday, <laughs> atomic heat. You don't come out and keep the acclaim from rap. You don't. You don't cut Max Caster off, and especially he did. what happened this weekend. Yeah. Oh, everybody was especially the freaking his tweet. He's like, "Guess who's got a live mic?" <laughs> and we got nothing because um, Tony's like, "No, no." <laughs> uh, they told a great story in this match. At one point, Max is trying to fireman carry. And he got him up. Um, Keith Lee the whole match, and then he finally gets him up and hits the move. Um, wasn't a very spectacular move because no it was like towards the end of the match and he's tried it like multiple times at one point they tried to superplex keith lee off the top and you can tell it's like all right this isn't going to work so keith lee just basically does a flip does a flip straight down and made it look like a superplex i mean um, really that's all like the only thing you would have to do to call it a superplex is get full body extension. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just a dude jumping off forward off of it off it, the turnbuckle. It literally, he just looks like he just fell and landed on his back, and they called it a suplex. Um. Even John Cena liked the Instagram picture of Max Casser picking up Keith Lee for the fireman. I mean, it's a, it's an impressive bit of strength. I mean, that's Keith Lee's like. Legit three fitting. Yeah. He's a. I'm guessing because the acclaim in Swerving Out Glory has got a rematch in two weeks at Arthur Ashe Stadium. Um, yeah, they might. They might. They're going to. They got to win it. There. Yeah, at that point. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't think it was the right call for an audible. Knowing you were going to do the no. rematch. At your big New York show. Actually, I don't think there was going to be a rematch. I think that crowd made it a fucking well, rematch. I mean, so yeah. So either either they willed it, either this crowd helped will it into yeah. existence or the plan was. Unfortunately, the fucking goddamn first program they're going to do is probably against the fucking ass boys, my guess. You know, FTR acts for next. Whoever wins. You, you think it would be because 
they're the number one tag teams for like the past I don't know how many months, and they still haven't gotten a title yeah. shot. You would think, yeah. Fuck, I don't think they ever defended the. They defended the Ring of Honor belt more than they mm-hmm. did the uh, New Japan belt, <laughs> or the fucking AAA belts. Um, next is your women's match for the interim women's title because Thunder Rosa is hurt right now. Who knows how long she's going to be? Um, also, she's getting a lot of heat backstage. There's but that's been a long. Like, see, we we're hearing about like the punk stuff within the last month or two. Like, the Thunder Rosa stuff has been for a while. For a while, like, even Since when the she pandemic. Would, well, no, but even when she was in NWA, like. Oh. She people were saying she was not like she's. I mean, and again, I know people that she has worked with personally. Some of you, those people I like, some of those people I don't like. I the working with the people I don't like has put her in a bad light for me. Well, the ac- accusations against her is she sandbags. I mean, opponents. we saw that. I don't care what Cornette says. What any, like we watched that match against. Not even that match. What was the match with the girl? And they legit got into a fucking shoot fight during pandemic. And they, oh yeah, they they, with uh, with uh, not the um, Evilies. Yes. And then Evilies got released. Yeah. And she said that's Thunderosa is the reason. And um. Also, backstage allegations of she talks down to the lesser talents, like the, the the wrestlers lower on the card and stuff like that. Like she's not a very pleasant person. Um, somebody started a rumor that after Alistair Black got his release, that supposedly Thunder Rosa asked for her release, but um, they quickly came out and said that's not true. Like Uncle Dave and no, I mean she's. <coughs> She's over. I don't think <coughs> she's over. She, she's over with the crowd. And yeah, it's just it's one of those things where it's like you know, how much of it do you take to heart? Because again, Simon Miller says she's a perfectly pleasant person to work with. It's also the fact of she could be very frustrated since winning the title. They haven't like Tony hasn't really been focused on the women's division. A whole bunch like she does with other titles and yeah, stuff. Yeah, like and that. again, like I like I said, the TBS title gets defended and has more airtime than the women's all the time. Yeah, exactly. And so she could be very frustrated about that. Not getting enough airtime. Um everybody loves to point out when she had to give up the belt, she got maybe a minute. Yeah, it was a and it was a backstage Yeah, it was a backstage promo thing. While Punk, when he had to give up his Thing. It was like a 15-minute promo in front of the crowd to, to kick off Dynamite. So you had the interim, Britt Baker versus Jamie Hayter versus um, Sheeta versus Tony Storm. Hayter, extremely over with the crowd. Everybody wanted her to win. Um, it was a good match. Um, told a good story. Britt, Hayter basically had the match won, and Britt cost her the match. Um, Sheeta coming back her and Storm was very good in the ring together but overall you knew who was going to win yes 
originally Tony Stone was supposed to beat Thunder Rosa at this pay-per-view to win the belt. Allegedly. So she gets hurt. Now they have the interim. Tony Storm wins. Um, Jamie could have won this match. Crowd loved her. Mm-hmm. You could have put her over. She's like six foot something. You could put her over as a monster fucking female heel that could just dominate people until. And you can tell the story of Britt being jealous and. Um, her attack. Well, yeah, because now Jamie. they're going to try and tell it without the belt being involved, which. Yeah. Which no, are, the belt. Yeah, no, the belt's not involved because Rhea, because Tony's got it. They're going to try and tell that story without the belt, and I, the, I think the belt would have made that even better. Oh, yeah. Would have told a better story. Um, give me one second. Then I think it was Brian and Jericho. Oh, Buffalo's up by seven. Okay, so back to wrestling. But yeah, it was, it was a good match. Good good women's match. All four of them very capable in the ring. Um, I wish they would. Sheeta. Apparently they don't use her anymore like they used to. <coughs> I just don't think she was over with the crowd even as a champ. Well, she was a champ during the pandemic. Yeah, but I mean, even after, like, she's just... I don't once know. the once the crowds came back, it was I think that's right around she dropped the belt. Yeah, um, I don't. I think I think what the women's division needs to do right now is <coughs> you do more matches, but then you do again use the fucking ranking system. Mm. You don't need storyline for every match. You have storyline built in for rank. So have like number seven and number eight wrestle. For for rank position, like that's all you need to do. That's just what you, that's the exact same thing you need to do with the men's. You can have random ass matches because they're ranked. Yeah, moving up. Next it was a weird match that kind of came out of left field. Christian Cage versus Jungle Boy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about this. Not just Jungle Boy anymore. He's Jungle Boy Jack Perry, which freaking Jr. has been referring to him as since the beginning. Yeah. Because JR, I think I, I think he's move. I think he's gonna move away from Jungle Boy. I think that's what it's gonna be. I think that so, or Luchasaurus is gonna change one of the two. One of the two of them is gonna change. So Christian comes out, goes over to Jungle Boy's mom and sister, who has the exact same hair as him. They got them devil curls. He does the call me stuff to to his mom. Goes in the ring. Out comes. Jungle Boy, he stops at the top of the ramp. He goes back to the entranceway. Looking looks, for Luchasaurus. Looking for Luchasaurus. Luchasaurus comes out the heel entrance. Yep. Attacks him from behind. Gives him the choke slam on the uh, pyro grating. I mean, that look. I don't know if it was hot and it did burn him, but like when he was in the ring, you saw the grate now on. Yeah. Or it could be soot from the, from the pyro. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like You saw the grating outline on his back. So, Luchasaurus beats the shit out of Jungle Boy. Christian does the uh, does his move, beats Jungle Boy to win in like a one-minute match. The stupid thing is like Audrey was the referee and basically said, are you ready to go and let the match con- like start? Even though Jungle Boy just got his ass kicked by Luchasaurus, can barely stand. 
And so um, word is now after the match, Christian needs has a messed up arm and likely he's going to be out for a while with an injury. He's wearing like a huge brace on his arm. So that's why that match happened. Didn't need to have that match. You could have done a backstage. That thing. was that. That was a that that could have been a Jungle Boy attacks a dynamite sex like segment. Yeah, quite a few of these matches felt like a dynamite match or something on Rampage. Doesn't feel like it a pay per view big blow off match. Um. Also, Luchasaurus pulling a triple turn. Yeah, I don't like. They're gonna have to explain this better. Like, I think it was my. This was an audible. Luchasaurus. Well, yeah, it, I mean, because I guess if Christian was hurt, Christian's he's legit hurt, hurt. So hurt. Now, Jungle Boy needs somebody to feud with. Yeah, bring back Luchasaurus to do it. Um. Also, to mention, ever since the acclaim match, the next ma- couple matches until the main event, crowd is dead. Yep, they're fucking spent. Danielson versus Chris Jericho. Um, decent match. Chris Jericho doing the Chris Jericho stuff. Same same match. Doing the same moves. Um, ends with um, Jericho pushes the referee into the corner. Referee doesn't see Jericho. Kicks Daniel Bryan in the nuts. Does the Judas effect. Gets the pin one two three. Um, <clears throat> everybody comes out to beat up. No, they come out to celebrate with um, with Jericho, except Garcia. Except for Garcia, which plays into Monday. Then you have another match we didn't watch because of breach of report. Breach of report went out. House of Black versus Sting, Darby, and Miro. Uh, Sting and Darby and Miro won. Um, I mean, really, from what I understand, it wasn't that epic of a match. No, and it was what people are talking about is Malachi's ending after he gets the after he gets pinned. He hugs everybody. Waves by the crowd, takes a bow and leaves. Blows a kiss. Blows a kiss and leaves. Yeah. yeah. He gets his curtain call basically, because as reporting, uh, he is conditionally released. Yeah, which we talked. Which about. we talked about. Yeah. Um, also, from what I've heard, Sting, um, Russell's too good for somebody his age. Yes. I mean, he's, being, like, he's only, what, 10 years younger than Flair? Yeah, he's like yeah. legitimately only 10 years younger than Flair. What's him and him and Ray? Like, what are the age difference between them two? God, Ray's got to be probably maybe Ray's Close. in his 50s at this point. No, he's got to be late 40s at least. Mid to late 40s. Ray Mysterio is 47, so just shit like what? What's thing? Uh, 63. 
because mm-hmm. Flair's 73. Okay. Um, so a little, little, little white. Eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, one, two, three. He's eight years younger. No, 18 years younger. Right? Yeah, 18 years younger than. Yeah, something like that. Than, than staying. Um, and so your last match, you have Moxley versus Punk. Very physical match. Um, Punk busted open early in the match from hitting um, the ring post. In a match where Moxley didn't bleed. Yeah, Moxley didn't bleed. Moxley fucking licking the blood off, yeah. off of his arm. Punk's blood off of his arm. Um, and then Punk ends up winning with a a really good go to sleep. And um, yeah, and then as you're about to leave, you hear something, the lights go out, you hear um answer machine recording of Tony, Tony Khan basically saying, I'll, I need you back. The fans need you back. I'll give you anything you want. You can be in the Joker. You can be in the ladder match. You can be the Joker. Um, I'll pay you. They bleeped out the amount of money that he was going to pay him. It was like, we need you back in the company. Then they show the video of the, the mask guy walking. No, out. that's the, no. This is where they cut the. Uh, they also cut in the 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 CM Punk clip. Oh yeah, the CM Punk clip. So they cut back to the CM Punk Ring of Honor promo that basically Punk turned heel by saying, um, "The greatest trick the devil ever pulled is making you believe he doesn't exist," and that was the promo that made punk and turned him heel and that's heel punk and ring of honor is what really fucking pushed punk to the yeah to the top of the fucking um everybody's list is heel punk show the video guy with the mask comes out takes the mask off but his face is turned away from the camera and then he puts the scarf on. Everybody everybody knows now it's MJF. His music hits. Out comes MJF to kind of stare down punk. MJF got a bigger pop and a bigger chant in Chicago than CM Punk. Yep. And God, is he desperately missed, especially on Dynamite when he came out for that promo to open Dynamite. And then we get to the real fucking meat and potatoes of this fucking <laughs> this past week of wrestling. Um, so as usual, after <clears throat> the AEW pay-per-views, Tony Khan likes to do his little media scrums, which is a holdover from football does it, basketball does it, all major leagues do it after games, <clears throat> especially big games. And um, what we get when we watch the feed, AEW's feed, is Punk in the middle of a tirade that we don't get to see the beginning of. And him going off on page and an executive vice presidents and yada, yada, yada. If you watch the one of the reporters that was there, you watch their video, 
the person who asked the question was Nick something. I don't remember what his name was, what his last name was. But it's somebody who's been reporting on a lot of the the bad mouthing of Punk having gotten Cabana fired and moved over to Ring of Honor and yada yada yada. Yeah. So that is what set him off. Like this dude gets the first question. Basically, the main highlights of his tirade is one doesn't call Copana by his green name, which is why honestly him. part of this felt like a work to me. He refers to Hangman in character. See, if it, it re- so he calls him Scott Rowland, which is his real name. He's like, because I don't want to give him the DC of saying who he is, because as soon as he says cult, everybody's gonna know. Yeah. But if I say Scott Rowland. Maybe you don't know who his real name is. So he comes in a tirade about him, the lawsuit between them two, and then he brings into his mom into the well, picture. Well, no, because he also talks about, before he even gets into that, because it goes on, and he talks. But he doesn't talk about the mom until later. Okay. Like, when he keeps going back. So he gets into Paige. He calls MJF a... Uh, um, well, no, he just no. A that's why bag. again, this is why part of this felt like a work, because somebody asked him at some other point about facing MJF, and he just looks at Tony and goes, "Because this guy keeps making me work with pricks." That felt in character. So the whole thing is like, as I watched this video, because I didn't watch the <clears throat> video scrum, uh, the media scrum afterwards. But everybody's on after you left, I went and put it on. Everybody's fucking sharing this clip. And I watch it and I'm like, all right, this has got to be at work because Tony is it's sitting, sitting there next agreeing. Him, agreeing with him. <clears throat> Not- and Tony literally at one point goes, I should have answered Nick better when he like when for I think somebody from Forbes asked him about something. And he's like, I shouldn't and then it's when Punk's like, No, you shouldn't have had like because I think that was part of it. Like, Punk is, like, so over this still being a thing. He's like, you shouldn't have had to. People are running their mouths that shouldn't be running their mouths about things they yeah. don't know all the details on. Calls Adam Page a mindless... Fucking idiot. Fucking idiot. He says the EVPs can't manage... A target. A target. They trip over their own dicks. Um <clears throat> And basically accuse them of leaking information to the dirt sheets and stuff like that. And just just goes off on just all this stuff. I mean, I get... Like, it's what I'm saying. Like, part of it felt like a work to me, and then part of it does... Like, all the cult stuff, I think, is legit. Like, it we'll, was a, we'll never... Unless we go file public information record shit in Chicago or wherever that lawsuit was... Well, like he releases all the receipts. And yeah, because, I mean, he literally says he has all the copies of, like, Colt going, oh, can we just, you know, end so, this or whatever. Allegedly, he's been paying for Colt. Like, he, yeah, he buying had been, him everything. He had been paying, he had been covering Colt's fucking expenses all, like, up until, because he's saying, I haven't been friends with him since, like, 2013, 2014, which tells me, like, they weren't even really probably friends when he went on the podcast, but... He went on Colt's because I mean again, that podcast was pretty much the biggest wrestling podcast. Yeah, at that point, he did it twice. I think they were friends, but I think when the lawsuit shit happens, and then <clears throat> I mean, like according to him, they like they weren't even really friends bef- at that point. Yeah, it's 
it didn't look good. No, it didn't look good. It could have been handled on a different way. I think, <clears throat> see me watching it. Blowing up, like when you watch the whole thing, that blow up in the front when like you're got to answer a fucking question from somebody who's been fucking spreading the shit. Because he goes off on journalists too. Like, you know, if you're like, if, if you're part of the problem of like spreading all this shit, then fuck you. And if not, then I'm sorry. Like, because I mean, there was literally, there were kids in the, because... <laughs> Fucking Izzy was there in the fucking room. Well, she's not a kid anymore. She's like 18. Is she at that point? But either way, like Izzy's in the fucking room. And then there's like some kid named AJ from the AJ. I don't know. He's always at these fucking media things. I don't know who the fuck's kid he is. Some YouTube podcast. I have no fucking idea. But, uh, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like part like this was like, it, from a writing, from from for me as a writer, I'm like I could see this being a work. See, growing growing up watching wrestling my whole life, doing some stuff with you mm-hmm. with actual wrestling promotions and stuff like that. Watching this, I was like, all right, this is a work shoot. Like, this is blending. Yeah, you're you're there, there's some stuff in there, but then like because again, he says Adam Cole's great. He only refers to Page as like hang like in character Hangman Adam Page. The only people he really like he doesn't name the Bucks. He just says the EVPs, and everybody knows it's Bucks and Cody. The Bucks and you know the Bucks. And so, and the whole time he's eating a fucking muffin. Yeah, and he's like just drinking whatever's in those cans and eating fucking muffins, taking all cupcakes, tape, and he's still fucking face full of blood. Yeah, so that's why I'm like it. It would not like. Here's the thing that made me think it's a shoot. I mean, not a shoot. That it was a mix of both. Tony at any time could have stopped him. Yeah, should have stopped him. Yeah, because if, if it was if it was all legit, if it was all legit, then Tony should have stopped him. Yeah, and agreed was agreeing with him, not in his head. So then, I mean, there's got to be like so, and again, which means there's got to be some stuff that the, there's issues on both sides. Yeah. That need to be worked out. Him nervously drinking his fucking water. He looked like he didn't want to be there. I mean, and he was fired up towards the end when he was, you know, yeah. when they asked him about the fucking, all the fucking pay-per-views and shit this weekend. Oh, that? No, because they asked him about, they asked him because he usually gives an update of, because they can get like real time what digital buys are, I guess from Bleacher Report. And he'll usually give like the, at the end of the scrums he'll give like an update of what the buys are at that point and they asked him what they were and he's like this probably isn't going to be the biggest we're not going to set another record with this one it's probably going to and that's when he went into the because you know last year we were the biggest and we were the oh nxt we were the show. only we were the only wrestling show labor day weekend and now this week this labor day with a third wrestling show to go on yeah <clears throat> So he was like clearly upset about like Tony was clearly upset about that and clearly there has been some kind of communication because he wouldn't go into detail he wouldn't talk about the oh the lawsuit the tampering yeah he wouldn't go into the talent tampering but he also I said something about the way he's been treated so clearly there is something else that Tony may have reached out or there was something like basically. Him saying we have given like we let Jericho go here, we let you know. Oh, the 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 we've allowed 
w, AEW wrestlers to go and do, even if it's not appear on the show, like on the show, like yeah. they've gone and done stuff. And it's not a two way. It's not a like. It's not a two way thing. Oh, the video packages. And yeah, stuff it's like not that. a two way yeah. thing. And like, he's tired of being treated like shit. And he now felt what Jim Crockett felt. Oh yeah. And he's like, I have a shit ton more money than Jim Crockett did, and this isn't a hobby. You know, because again, he gets a lot of that. Like, this is just a rich kid. You know. Oh, I got my wrestling toys. Yeah. He yeah. gets a lot of so he's like I, I mean I think I think that's part of like he's now realizing like this is like no you're gonna have to like buckle down and like I've, I even saw somebody say is this how Vince got to what Vince was that he had to quickly realize he is dealing with egos that outweigh people. Oh yeah, you know, like is this what turned Vince into the Vince that we eventually knew and hated? Literally, a AWA, um, I think it's Ganya, was gonna pay one of his wrestlers that was gonna fight Hogan to break Hogan's leg. Yeah, because Hogan was with AWA and they got stolen by Vince. I think it was the Sheik. Probably. Maybe the Sheik. Oh, fuck, I can't remember who it was. DiBiase, maybe? Oh. It was somebody. It was somebody fighting Hogan, and they were going to pay him to like break his arm or break his leg or something like that. Like, really fuck him up bad. Mm-hmm. Um, just to get at Vince. But, um, and then all of a sudden, after, midway through the video, uh, media scrum, you saw him in his like altercation backstage with Punk and the Young Bucks, and I was like, "What is this?" And then slowly, as the night went on, you hear more and more reports of there was a fight backstage. The Young Bucks and Kenny got into a fight with Ace Steel and Young and CM Punk. A chair was thrown, hit Nick in the face, gave him a black eye. And then one report saying that he got knocked out because that's where the lawsuit stuff is starting to come into the picture. Um, at one point, A Steel bit Kenny and pulled his hair. That's what I don't like. How, like I've never been in a fight and been like, I'm gonna bite somebody. I'm guessing it's one of those he had him in a lock, a headlock, maybe, or something like that. And the only way to get he out said, was, yeah, he, I think he said he bit him around the arm or whatever. So maybe. Had him Kenny, a choke. Kenny got or him in sleeper or fucking, something. Yeah, and then fucking Ace was like, "Oh yeah, fuck you!" And I took, tried to take a yeah. bite out of him and pulled his hair. Um, it all started. So there's two versions of this. Well, there's multiple versions now. Because <laughs> even like the the version like supposedly Punk's version right. is changing. You and- tell <laughs> since you're more on Punk's side, you tell Punk's so version. Basically, the way the way the version first came out was. The Bucks went to Punk's locker room, knocking on the door, wanted to get in. Punk wasn't letting them in. They barge in, whether they kick the door in. Again, people are like, oh, those are industrial-sized doors. They didn't kick them in. Bro, I've been in the dome. There's like little offices and stuff with regular-ass doors. Do you think Punk is dressing in the, the locker room that's got everybody else in it? No, he's in like some side room or whatever by himself. Supposedly in the room... Which this is also all actually changed, 
was Punk, Larry, the dog, and Ace Steel's wife with a broken leg. This is these details have now changed. This is all Punk side. This is all Punk side. Yes, not coming from Punk, but, but sources. Somebody sources on punk close side. to Punk. This is Punk's story of the of, of the events. That <clears throat> then what? Um, Matt came in, got in Punk's face, supposedly swung first, missed. Punk swung back at him, which then caused Nick to jump in to try and separate them. At first, we third we heard Kenny jumped in, and that's when Steele jumped in because his wife was in the room, and yada yada yada, which then led to them eventually being split up and the arguments continuing. We didn't know anything about any of the other people that have since been suspended that were involved because again, the first reports that came out it was just. Punk, Steel, Nick, Matt, and Kenny. Now, supposedly everybody was there. A bunch of people got fired, got suspended. So, I mean, in actuality, I mean, I don't think the Buck side's too different. So, the Buck side of things is the one, the side I more lean to, probably being the truth. Um, Punk said his shit on the media scrum. And like he says all the time, if you have a problem with me, you know where to find me. My door is always open. You come tell me to my face. And that's what they did. They go to his, they knock on the door. They get into his, go into his locker room. Punk throws a fucking fit of them being in there. Starts arguing. Punk's the one who throws the first punch. And then they get into it. And then the Nick Steele I, I mean, Ace Steel throwing the chair, biting Kenny. And and then it came out that Kenny only came into the locker room is when Matt and them started fighting to save the dog, Larry the dog. <laughs> it, it just, I'm just here for the dog, man. I'm just trying to be the good guy and save the dog. The dog's going to get fucking trapped. It's a small dog. Um, there's a video of Punk brought it Larry corralling Larry when he ran out. Yeah, so Larry got got away from Punk, went through Gorilla up the, the down the ramp and around the ring, down yeah. the ramp around the ring and stuff like that before the audience got in there. See, because the whole his whole his scrum wasn't all because he talked about that too. Like yeah. it was like that, that first bit pissed him off, and he went on his tirade, and then. He slowly, but I mean, again, you know, he was aggravated about something and it just, it's also like we said, apparently he loves Adam Page. He's a genuine, nice guy. No, Adam Cole. Adam Cole. I'm sorry. Um, and thinks he's a great guy. Yeah. Like he's legit the nicest guy backstage. So, um, so yeah, if you go back and watch Swerve and All Glories, media yeah if you watch it from another reporter's angle view, angle you see like a security guard go running by yeah you see security guards running by and it's around the time when it's only reports. one it's not multiple it's is it one. one it's one you see somebody, one guy somebody said there was like two no you see one okay. guy who looks like he's got a phone and like somebody's texting him okay like he's had his you can see because you can see the phone glow he runs by it's just one so monday reports come out more and more details both sides that's where the Ace Steel was outside, came in to protect his wife. Also, 
you get the suspensions come handed down on Tuesday, I think it was. Yeah. Sports Illustrated of all fucking people broke the news that Matt, Nick, Cody, Matt, Nick, Kenny, not Cody. Sorry. <laughs> Kenny, Pat Buck, Nakazawa, and Brandon Cutler. Christopher Daniels. Christopher too. Daniels. All got suspended. No word yet on Ace Steel or CM Punk. Word is their names are not added because they're probably going to be fired or let go. Tuesday evening, um, around 4 o'clock, Tony had a Zoom call with Punk and Ace. People are speculating that this was probably to negotiate a buyout of his contract to let him go. Wednesday comes out. I'm just happy that nobody, again, because this shows that people can keep their mouths shut when they want to. Yeah. Because the vacating of the titles and all that was not known before Dynamite went on the air. Which again tells me people run the people like there is truth to what Punk said. Like there are people running their mouths, and when they don't want to run their mouths, I mean they hold they keep it. It's also true on fucking WWE. Oh, I mean it is true on Impact. It's it's, true everywhere. Yeah, he should be. He's been in the business for over twenty. But again, what did he say when he came in? The one thing that made him one like was the fact that nobody said anything about Brody. Oh. That it seemed like this company kept everything. Like, it wasn't a, oh, let me go run to Uncle Dave and tell him some shit. Let me go get some, you know, let me go talk to the dirt sheets. And it's also the fans on this definitely picked a side and it wasn't punk because they kept just bringing out, it's like, hey, you remember when you said this on Well, I mean, there's, on always, there's always people. It's the same thing where somebody will go find something you, you said for anything. Tweeted, yeah, that's how they found MJF so fucking quickly. Yeah. <laughs> that he was the, the Joker guy. Um, it's like, yeah, remember when you said all this fucking punk? What's, like, now you're just being a hypocrite. Well, I mean, and again, it's one of those, like, like he says, the locker room should stick together, but when someone's running, spreading shit about you, then, again, I don't find that hypocrite, like, I don't find it hypocritic to, to say something about it when, okay, I said the locker room should stick together, so does that mean I'm only, I am supposed to stick with the rest of the locker room and the rest of the locker room's not supposed to stick? No, but like we talked about earlier, it's something you don't fucking just grieve and just throw it all out there to the fucking... Uh, I mean, he's 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 throwing it out to the same people that are reporting the shit that people are running Something to tell him. Something you try him. to keep in-house. I mean, I just... I find it, like... I, that's where I find the, the, the reaction to this. Like, so Punk is supposed to take the higher ground. But everyone else, it's cool. It was cool for months to talk shit about him. But, but when he goes is, to react to it... The thing is, unfortunately, there is no right and wrong in this. Everybody's in the yes, wrong. Yes, everybody has some bit of responsibility Everybody's for responsible. It. Yeah. Tony being the most responsible because he he doesn't have control of his locker room. And also, he allowed Punk to, to just go on that tirade for like 10 minutes when he could have cut him off and like, hey, listen, we gotta, let's keep, 
keep this on track. Because normally, every other time he's done a media thing, fucking CM Punk's all happy and excited. That's and what I'm saying. It was that one, that one, that seeing that one dude fucking just, unless something else was said before. Like, that's what we don't understand. Like, what the true insight, because, I mean, it could have been just that that dude who was a part of the people who were reporting that, you know, he is the reason that Cole Cabana was, you know, fired slash moved the Ring of Honor. And, you know, again, if, if, like, I, I mean, I kind of agree. I'd be pissed and I'd be like, I'd want to put my fucking side of the shit out too because, again, the wrestling internet wrestling communities are like oh the fucking bucks and kenny are fucking angels and you know of course cm punk's an asshole and he did this he was suing cole cabana like again it's one of those like you don't know no one knows any of these facts but the two people involved i think the one tony tony of course would be able to sit there and shake his head in agreement goes when Punk goes, I had fuck all to do with him getting moved or fired or whatever. Tony would be the one to know, be able to go, yeah, no, he had nothing to do with it. I mean, and I kind of agree with Cornette. Yeah, I mean, everyone may love Colt, but was he really adding anything on front of the camera? Or would he be more, like, again, we, 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 we think about this from two separate angles. As fans who know a bit more and then people who know a bit more like was Colt doing anything on camera even before punk came in other than hanging out with dark water. Not really. They, um, going back to Tuesday with everybody getting suspended they need somebody to come in for Dynamite. So they had to call in. Chris Jericho and Moxley was supposed to be off yep. Wednesday. As Moxley said, he was supposed to be on vacation. Yeah. So they get called in because they need big names for Dynamite. Mox looked legitimately pissed too. Oh, yeah. He looked very pissed. Um, Wednesday, there was a, a meeting with talent. Chris Jericho spoke. Brian Danielson spoke. Moxley spoke. Spoke. And probably smoked. Um, and supposedly, once again... Also, Chris Jericho apparently was the one to, like, cool off the situation and kind of break it up and get everybody away from each other. Well, I mean, because, I mean, as much as people give Jericho shit for still being around, like, he is, like, you said, or, like, you you were saying they need that veteran in a lot. Like, it seems like it is Jericho in AEW. Like, that he... Yeah, it's going. Like he's not big and massive and intimidating like the Undertaker was, but no. But they need somebody, a veteran, somebody to keep that fucking place in order. If Tony's not going to do it, and plus everybody was scared of Vince because Vince is fucking just as big as them and can beat the. Oh shit yeah, out and of then, I mean again, Vince. It's one of those Vince had shown, I will just get rid of you or I oh, will embarrass the shit out of you. Yeah. Um. And then Wednesday. Still haven't heard any news, but it came out that CM Punk was hurt during his match. He either tore a bicep or a tricep. Yeah, he needed yeah, something. No words. Something yet. got torn, and he needs to have it supposedly met, like surgically fixed. Yeah, if it is a torn bicep or tricep, 
it he's going to be out at least six to eight months. Um, another word was the reason why they haven't talked about the situation or mentioned Punk in the suspension or he's still in the suspension because there's legal issues going on right now. And you can't talk about that because of the legal issues. Well, I mean, it depends on what the legal issues are. Um, My guess it's assault. Well, and, no, no, no. So what it would be, it wouldn't be a lawsuit this quick. It would be if there were cops there, which there probably were. So, yes. That was another Not thing. that somebody called the cops. Cops was brought but in. cops were there and probably reports witnessed it. Reports say that the cops showed up. Um, according to Sean, he got in contact with the county, whatever Chicago County cops mm-hmm. were there. No police report was filed. So nobody was pressing charges or nothing like that. Nobody was going to jail. A lot of people say that A. Steele should have went to jail, that he's extremely lucky that he's not sitting in jail right now. Um. I mean, yeah, if he legitimately threw a chair at somebody, he like he of all like even if even if you look at the whole situation, he's gone. And you go, all right, Punk and Matt were in each other's faces. Tensions flew. Boys being boys, they they you know it's professional wrestling. It's that A Steel picking up a chair <laughs> and chucking it at somebody. You remember the fucking scene, Robert Downey Jr.'s fucking talk show when he got he had the Ku Klux Klan. No, that fucking, wasn't Robert Downey Jr. That was um, um, Martin Downey Jr. Sorry, yeah, Martin Downey Martin Jr. Downey. He was a shock. Like yeah, he was like the talk show shock jock, like the shock jock of television. Yeah, and he would. They had the riot with the he Klan, was, and he was Jerry Springer, but like times ten, way worse. Yeah, because he he Back literally did things to start fights. Oh, he yeah, had he, that chair chucked at his face. <laughs> it's the funniest goddamn thing to see on TV. Um, had a great moment with Piper. Yep. At WrestleMania. Um, yeah, because that's who, was that who he slapped? Um, no, he um, he starts smoking in the ring, and Piper tells him you can't smoke in the ring. But Downey's known for being yeah. smoking on on camera, on camera, and stuff like that. And he fucking blows the smoke in his face. Piper just laughs like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. And grabs a fire hydrant, uh, fire extinguisher and just fucking sprays the shit no, out it of was him. No, uh, it was the other dude that fucking slapped that reporter. <sighs> oh, Swaltz? I don't remember. It was, they did a dog, it was a, he was in Dark Side. They did a Dark Side of the Ring on him. Yeah, it was, um, it was a 2020 with um, Dave Swaltz. Yeah, and fucking the, the reporter's like talking about being fake and stuff and the dude's like, God, does that feel fake to you? <laughs> Yeah, popped his eardrum. Yeah. And Vince had to like... Yeah, because they were talking... Vince had to pay... Paid the fucking... The yeah, reporter. the reporter. Millions of dollars. But Dave re- basically said, no, Vince told me to do that. Yeah, he said I was told to do that. Um, because he was supposed to be... Like, everybody says like he was supposed to be... Like, he was going to be one of the top heels in WWE back in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And that he was like a stone cold... Steve Austin type fucking yeah. uh, persona he was going to have that he was just fucking crazy and anything can happen with him type of guy. And then that happened and then he got released from the company and 
That was that. Vince threw him underneath the bus and said, no, 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 no. We didn't tell him to do that. Yeah. Yeah, because going back to Ace Steel thing, throwing a chair, like, because at first there was a report that he threw a chair and Nick got a black eye. And then another report saying that he threw the chair and fucking Nick got knocked out. Well, we will see if he's got an actual black eye if they do a BTE next week. I seriously doubt it. I don't think they're going to show any of this stuff. No, Once but it, if they do one and he's on camera. Is what I'm saying. I think it's going to be... Because, um, I mean, they're not going to stop making them. They're not going to stop making them, but I don't think the Young Bucks are going to be in it. Because if there's a lawsuit, they didn't even mention... Like, they didn't even say fucking... Any of their names. They, took, of them their out names of the, they took them out of the intros. Yeah. I mean, that's just Tony Khan knowing business, being like, all right. Well, again, BTE's not an AEW thing. But you got to think Tony has got to say it's like you can't. I don't know. I mean, they fucking, they let fucking Hangman still fucking turn that fucking key when he was, they were in the, he was in there doing the bit with the Dark Order and dude walks in and goes, CM Punk's calling you out in the ring. And he's like, I don't fucking care. I'm doing something more important. No, it wasn't that. Yeah, it was. No, it was like, the yeah, guy, the guy walks in and it's like, hey, Hangman, they need you out in the ring. He's like, shut up. Shut up! I'm trying to do something right here. Yeah, and that was the whole that whole punks calling you out. That was the answer yeah, to the whole punks calling you out. The the joke was he didn't know punk was calling him out. That the dude walked in and he just cut him off before he said anything because he was so trying to get them pumped up and so so um, intense and stuff like that that he never let the guy finish what he was about to say. Either way, I mean, it was a it was a it was a clear shot at like. Without saying CM Punk, it was a clear shot at that. But what it comes down to, like, reports are like the locker room has completely turned on Punk. Nobody wants him there. I mean, I don't, I, I don't buy that it's completely turned. Like, again. Max, uh, Bowen? No, Dante, was it Dante Martin? Somebody came out and said, one of the younger, younger talents came out and said, yeah, Punk was one of the guys that would pull us aside and bring us to his trailer, and we, he would show us our match on tape and, like, actually critique our match and um, give us advice on when to do stuff, when not to do stuff, and mm-hmm. things like that. Because, um, I mean, the, the last... Dante Mon. The I last... Think team meeting they had fucking Kenny was there like I wouldn't hire like 8 out of 10 like he was everybody's like because I mean Jericho's talked Tony talked and then I think Kenny talked they were like Tony was his usual hyper self Jericho was Jericho and everybody loved Jericho like his you know but then Kenny went on like this fucking tirade of like trying to be the hard ass because you need somebody. But again, you need somebody to be like, the bad guy. Yeah, so I mean, I, I don't know that Punk might have lost the entire locker room. See, I'm like, I'm sure there's still people who are like... Probably a very small majority might still want Punk there. I don't. But I also... There. I think you can make money off of this. You look at Tony in his dilemma. Do you keep Punk? He's your cash cow. He's the reason why everybody watches. He's the reason why two pay-per-views had a, over a million dollars at the gate. Mm-hmm. Or do you keep Bucks and Kenny who helped build this company from day one, 
started this company with you, built it. Kenny being the best wrestler in the world that easily you can build this company around for, for a long time, but he doesn't have the... Um, I mean, he's not going to be around forever. Like, no, but Kenny's longer, older. longer than Punk. How old am I go? Um, but the problem is, Kenny's not as recognizable or to the masses, to casual wrestling fans like Punk is. Omega's 38. Yeah, Punk's, what, 41? No, older than that. CM Punk is late 40s? Forty-three. That's it? Yep. Jesus Christ, he looks rough for forty-three. He's gonna be my age. CM Punk's birthday is October twenty-sixth, nineteen seventy-eight. Alright, so he's gonna be He's gonna be forty four. He'll be forty four. He's one year older than me. Jesus Christ, he looks rough for being non smoking and not, well, I guess wrestling will do that to you. And then all that stupid weight cutting and that he did for UFC doesn't help your body either. Yeah. There was a lot of UFC f- jokes about him losing another MMA fight. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the situation right now in AEW. It's a fucking, just a dumpster fire going on. I don't know. I think if Punk is out for eight months with something torn. They can't fire him. They can't fire him. So they would have to come to some mutually agreed that's, resolution. My guess that's the Zoom call. Ace is got to be gone. Like, if he really did throw a chair and, like, no, right, that was a little... You, Ace is, like, supposed to, like, he was Punk's trainer, so he's been in the business long enough. He's that's, the one, that's a little overstepping. Yeah, he's the one who broke Punk in. Yeah, I think that's, a, that's a little overstepping. Like, you, I get it. It still was, like, even if in your eyes it's one-on-three, you're in a professional setting, bro. Just get in there, break up the fight. There's no reason to fucking chuck a chair. It was his last matches when Punk ran in wearing the Lucha mask. Yes. That was, was, yeah, yeah, was yeah. A Steel's last match. Um, I don't know. I, eight months from now, can, do I see the grown-ass men can work something out? Yes. Do oh. I say this as knowing there's damn well people I would never work with again? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Am I hypocritical in that statement? Probably. Yeah. There's one person I can name <laughs> that you're never going to do business with again. Yeah, so, I mean, but again. But. Would, all right, so here's the thing. If they can sit down. Would I do business with that person if it was for another organization and that organization is paying both of us is a different answer to am I going to do business with that person? Depends on what the business is. Exactly. If I, If we're both getting paid and... It's a good, like it makes sense. It makes sense. Then, then you make the money. If am I going to go into business with that person again? No. <laughs> if if you get all these people to sit down in a room, and you try to hash it out, and you're like, "Cool, here," I was like, "Listen, we're making too much money. This thing that, is that's the that's doing the, like, too good. Like, we need to fucking fix this. We need to hash it out." 
I don't think Punk's ego will allow him to do that. I think... I would hope maybe his brain could override his ego and his fucking emotions. Or somebody... Seven years away from the business didn't fucking... Somebody can sit his ass down. Maybe it's his wife. Maybe it's somebody else. Sit his ass down and be like, look... Depending on what he's, what options he's given, what is best for CM Punk's legacy? What is best for your life going forward? What is best for you? Because I mean, again, he's like his part of his arguments and the part of his his issues in the thing was like, I've got these people trying to bury the top fucking face in the company, jeopardizing a million dollar gate. Not an unfair criticism it's he needs to be sat down and being like look these are the issues we need to address having all four of you in this company is good for business and it's also you need to tell punk to grow the fuck up just because somebody writes something in the fucking and you take it that fucking person i mean i i mean i kind of i get as someone who's had to deal with law law issues in the wrestling business, I get it. It pisses me off still to this day. But again, you have to learn how to... Again, we don't know if it was just the guy in the question that set him off or if it was... And I just want to say, it seems to me like maybe it's been building up because he seemed very, 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 very pissed. It seemed like he went into the this media thing to do this, to go on his no, tirade. No, I think it was, when you hear his interactions with that dude, that is what set him off. Because this is a guy who's reporting that he got Cabana fired. But Punk goes, are you still doing improv? Oh, from time to time, are you still, who, who, who were you doing improv with? Oh, I used to do it with Cabana. Oh, when was the last time you talked to him? Oh, I haven't, so he's basically like you're reporting all this shit, but you're 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 saying I I'm in the wrong because I did all this. I haven't been friends with Cabana since 2013. Now you're gonna tell me, oh, you're not friends with him really, but you're gonna report this shit you don't have all the fucking details on. That is what. I mean, you have to go listen to it from like it's it's also. Who knows? Punk, Punk could be lying. He could, but I mean, again, the man, like it's different to go. All right, I have all this crap that says otherwise. Then you know, it. maybe you, he, maybe, maybe that's what he has to. Maybe in that arbitration with fucking Tony, he's like, all right, here you go. Nothing I said was nothing I said was wrong. He doesn't need Tony to release those fucking people. No, no, no. Like the only person, Unless, he re- the only person he really needs to show that to to keep his job to justify what he did is Tony. He goes. Here you go, Tony. This is all the stuff that I have that shows that everything I said was 100% legit. I mean, it could be the way I the the reason why I see it could be more the Young Bucks' story in this is because Punk's name was not added to the suspension list. Well, no, I mean, I think that's a bigger it's a bigger issue that needs to be dealt with. It's literally, it shows me that him suspending all these people 
that's on the buck side, meaning... Well, I mean, they're all on the corporate side, too, because it's... Other than Nakazawa and fucking Butler, they're all fucking executives. They're all fucking actual... They're not no, just not, wrestlers. Not Daniels and not Buck. Daniels is talent relations, Buck's talent relations. Like, they all have jobs. Yeah, but not, not executives. No, but, I mean, they have jobs in the company other yeah. than as performers. Um... With Punk's name not being on it, Ace's name not being on it, it just shows me it's like... No, that's a bigger... They have a bigger issue to deal with with them too. It could be... The truth might be more on the Buck side. I mean, either way, this. even... So, I mean, the only thing that really changes the story is who was who threw the first punch. But, again... Punk can always go. Punk can, can Punk can come out and go. Yeah, I threw the first punch because there's three dudes in my locker room yelling in my face. I can also see Punk being extremely worked up, extremely pissed off. Them coming into his fucking locker room when he probably didn't want to see him at the moment. Going off on but again, him. That, that's and still then all. A punch. That's still all leads. It, that's all contributing factors to whatever started the actual physical altercation. And all that would be looked at in a legal standing. Like if that was, if there was a criminal charge brought, like all those leading up circumstances would be looked at as to why, you know, if if somebody was to claim assault and battery, like Matt was to say assault and battery from Punk, because he hit me first. It's also fucking- and they would look at the extenuating circumstances that led up to it, and they'd be like, all right, um. Well, you kind of showed up three on one. He didn't feel safe and decided he needed to protect himself. If anything, it's three on two because Ace was there. Well, no, no, because I mean, every story says Ace came in later. Hmm. Everything I've heard said Ace came in with Kenny. So I bet you what happened was the Bucks go in. Probably Matt goes in. Nick's probably there. mm -hmm. Talks to Punk. Cody. uh, Fuck Cody. Kenny and Ace is probably outside. And when shit pops off. Yeah, when shit pops off, Kenny, being the hero that he is, <laughs> goes in to save the dog because the dog's about to get trampled. I just love how that's Kenny's role in all of this. The I was dog, just there for the dog. The dog gets too close to Kenny uh, to Ace's wife. So Kenny, trying to protect the dog, accidentally maybe bumps into Ace, Ace's wife. Which sets Ace off. Is a little too close to Ace's wife and that sets him off and he goes in there fucking... Oh, <laughs> uh, God, who's that fucking dude that George was, Animal Steel? No, who's the politician or the radio fucking person that, that was into biting oh, no, it was chicks? The, uh, the sex the, scandal? It was the... Um, the, the basketball commentator. Well, also, you have Marv Albert. Marv Albert used to like, like to bite prostitutes. But there was another one too. It was either a politician or a radio host politician person. Um, came in just fucking jumped Fangs first, out. <laughs> trying to bite somebody. As he, as he biting him, he's pulling his Kenny's amazing dyed hair. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's trying to shelter the dog, <laughs> and then he finally gets off of him. Um, grabs a chair, throws it at Kenny. Mrs. Kenny <laughs> hits Nick in the face, knocks him out. It's like the the scene from Four Rooms. Yeah. Where Antonio Banderas comes back with his 
drunk wife back to the hotel room and Tim Roth is holding the leg of a dead prostitute that's been stuffed in the mattress with a fucking heroin needle in his leg and the fucking drapes on fire with his kids <laughs> freaking out crying. Great fucking movie. <laughs> that segment was was directed by uh, Rodriguez. The, um, I mean, again, I know just, just having said what I said, I sound like a hypocrite saying it should, they could get worked out, but... I don't think it will. I, it, it's, I think it's too far gone. I think Punk's ego won't let him get past this. Because, I mean, I think, like you, you were saying before when we were talking about it, like, it's the Adam Page thing that set him off or whatever. And, but it's like... MJF said something that you that, that was far worse, and it's like I think as long as it kind of goes to the Eddie Sammy bit, like if you clear it first, it makes sense because MJF's whole bit was in that sto- in that story was Punk's an asshole. Then the baby face Hangman comes in and does the exact same thing, and it's like wait a minute. Yeah, but so that's not what we were agreed upon. Yeah, it's it's something that Punk should have been like, "Hey, we didn't agree." I mean, to, again, and it not is, fucking basically make it sound like fucking Paige called his mom a whore. I, on yeah, my television. I, I, I get it. It's 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 kind of you can't when 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 you don't script promos, you run into these issues. You can't look at the situation and not. And Punk cannot come out. Oh, he's like I, I don't. I'm not saying he's like in his like. No, Punk has. I, I I am on the side of. They all share equal responsibility for this getting out of hand. Punk more than the others, but yes, they all have equal. I I I see him. I see him running his mouth to the same people that are reporting the shit that other people are running their mouths to as equal. We just got to watch him do it. He didn't do it. Anonymously, or they could all be in the fucking that locker room, laughing their asses laughing off their at asses all of us. I would hope that's the the case. Like again, what is the best way to get people to watch the show? Make them believe it's real. The funniest goddamn thing I've seen on Twitter is supposed actual footage of the fight, where it's kind of blurry, but you see somebody grab a chair <laughs> as they're fighting in the locker room and throw a chair across the room. And you can see Kenny, you can see the Bucks and stuff like that. People are trying to pass off an old BTE clip as clip when Cody and Kenny were fighting. <laughs> they get into a, it's like a Bullet Club implosion thing uh-huh. when they were part of the Bullet Club. Cody grabs a chair and just hums it across the room over everybody's head as they're trying to break up the fight and stuff like that. Meanwhile, Tonga. Is just sitting with his glasses on in the locker, just being cool as fuck, not giving a shit. But people are trying to pass that off as actual footage from the locker room. Somebody cut together a dark side of the ring bit. Oh, yeah, yeah. I seen that. That was very good, the way that was cut. Um, yeah, I've seen a lot of people making the jokes of, all of season four is going to be about punk. 
in AEW. Um, I mean, it would be... How great would it be? Again, everyone wants to give Tony shit for booking. How great would it be if this is like... All right, just like with the MJF thing, because I don't buy the MJF thing either. Like, it's no, all the, the fucking MJ, work. See, the most thing... The, the big thing the locker room is very pissed off about, mostly, with Punk, is that you literally took the spotlight away from MJF. This was supposed to be his big return. This was going to be the thing everybody's going to be talking about leading into Dynamite. You're about to start a big program. I mean, the only... Yeah, it's... And you literally just... You literally fucked up television for the next eight months because you're out because of this stupid thing. Well, he got hurt during the fucking match. But... You didn't just affect your... Yeah, you affected everything. You affected... And again, the fact that... The fact that... I would love this to be one elaborate work that Tony came up with. Like, let's just fucking go balls out. Let's fucking work everybody. And you know it's a lawsuit because even MJF, with a live mic, could say whatever he want, did not bring up punk at all. Yeah, so I mean, clearly they were told... But again... They, they could all be a part of the work. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's not hard to write this as a work. But the fact that Moxley looked so pissed. Yeah. Great, great speech. Like, that is what sells it as not a work. Unless we then need to start looking at Moxley, acting awards for wrestling. Moxley isn't that type of fucking wrestler. Because, I mean, when he got in that ring and he just looked at MJF and goes, you need to put that mic down and get the out of this ring. Um, and it's, and it's, it's, it's kind of, I'm kind of upset about the whole, and they must have told them about the cursing because he's like, you're full of crap. And I'm like, no. Yeah, you Like a shit. month ago, you just said you're full of shit. Yeah. So I'm like, God damn it. Fucking standards and practices. Um, that and like, look, we gotta call it. We gotta cut it back. Fucking Ace dropped the fucking f bomb. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's supposedly the um, like Mox just like you said did not want to be there. No, he didn't want. He was supposed to be on vacation. Gave a great speech because he was gonna be technically you're gonna be off that whole week. Yeah, because. They, they, I mean, he had nothing. There was nothing for it. Like he, he was, he was going to be off for a week and a half. He was going to be home with Renee and his baby, enjoying Las Vegas. They they live outside, they outside Las Vegas. I do love that. Renee's tweet though when he was in the ring. Uh, you know, she's like, "I might be biased, but John, you know, the uh, there's nobody better than John Moxley." Yeah, because he got, he's got passion that you believe is genuine, real passion for this business. And it's just the fact of, like, MJF coming out the next night with the Buffalo Bills jersey. Oh, like I told you, I'm like, I can't, I can't deal with this nice, yeah, this nice MJF now. <laughs> Got a huge and fucking... And he was getting, like, the crowd would have loved it if he'd have stayed that way the whole time. Yeah, he was talking about how great the Buffalo Bills are. Josh Allen is going to be the fucking, the greatest quarterback quarterback. ever. I was like, wait a minute. Jim Kelly has something to say (laughs) to you. That motherfucker went to four straight Super Bowls. 
Lost all four of them. But he went but to four he still straight. went to four. He won four <laughs> AFC championships. You can say it like that. <laughs> in a row. Um, him about to talk about the elephant in the room. And I'm not talking about you, sweetheart. Oh, I'm just killing. I'm I'll just, see you later. Yeah, I'll see you later. And winks at her. So he's really fucking just ham and egg in it. Starting an AEW chant with the crowd. Doing all this stuff. Moxley comes out. Says you're full of crap. Oh, you mean you think I'm lying about these shit out people? <laughs> immediately goes back to... The MJF we all low and yeah, love. Who couldn't get his shirt off because his... He forgot to unbutton it. <laughs> yeah, well... Or he had know. it buttoned too tight. I don't know if that was fucking played for like laughs, like as the goofy yeah, heel I don't know. Like, thing. Because yeah, I mean... Because he got he got them all off. Wait, who did he, did that happen? That happened to him before. Did it? I think in one of the pinnacle bits, mm. it happened to him before. So they might have played it up for. Yeah, it's a. Uh, he looked jacked too. Like he looked. Oh yeah, like he he's came back. He's, he's way more ripped than he was. Yeah. Um, before the media stuff happened and stuff like that, after the the joke, um, after the big reveal, it was MJF. Stokely post started tweeting out all these pictures of him and Max on the Indies together, um, and stuff like that because it's like we're always been together. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, the next couple of weeks is going to be very interesting, and it guarantee every wrestling fan since Monday has been constantly checking Twitter every five minutes to see if there was any updates. And Sean Ross Sapp has been saying he's got information behind his Patreon wall that really hasn't amounted to shit. I mean, he's got 12,000 fucking people paying $5 a month. Fucking hell. Yeah. Dude, there's a Twitch person with 600 fucking subs. 600,000 subs. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I need to set up some shit in here on this table and get to work yeah so uh but yeah i guess uh we'll end it there because we're um way over it's like a three hour you know three hour episode not our longest not our shortest but you know i mean you can cut it in half one wwe one nah all right we'll uh, we'll just put it up i don't care um but yeah so until next time and more crazy shit happens. I'm Wayne. That was Paul. And this has been the Breakdown Pro Wrestling Podcast.